Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adulting world and the world needs to deal with it. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. How did you fuck dinner? Um, I mean, vigorously, you know? <laughs> I mean, I figured. Uh, <laughs> No, it depending I, on um, depending on what it was, I mean, <laughs> everything went wrong. Okay, <laughs> um, so I made bangers and mash, which is something I know how to make. It's not it's not hard, but I was like, oh, I don't have enough pots because we need to get more pots. And I'm boiling the potatoes. I'm like, cool. And then I put the um, sausages. I like to boil them first, and then I'll fry them. Um. But I was like, okay, well, I don't have a pot to boil them in because I only have one pot. It's <laughs> like, well, fuck it. I'll put it in the Instapot. That was a mistake. Um, and they fucking like half of them burnt. Oof. And then the other half, because I forgot to put the rack thing. It was my fault. But I was also at the same time, I had three of my children at the like our kitchen has like a breakfast nook, like where you can sit. All right. And I'm as I'm cooking, I'm trying to solve their issues because they were fighting to the point of screaming at each other and you know you have to fucking dissect the situation and blah 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 so i was doing that if you kids don't shut up i'm gonna shoot each and every one of you and make it look like an accident all right (laughs) no we were really figuring it out and it was funny because um one of the main things is william his only hobby is video games so I've told him, I said, well, as long as you're active, like physically, which he is because he, he's in a sport at school. And I said, and your studies are good and you're getting enough sleep. You can play all the video games you want. I don't care um, as long as you're taking care of business. And he does. But the problem is, is that he's playing like all weekend usually. And the girls are like, I don't want to hear him talking to his friends all fucking day. So now he we had um, a TV in the garage that no one was using because it's in the garage. And it's that weird. I t- remember somebody gave me a projector TV. It's an old Mitsubishi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Projector yeah. TV. Well, we obviously we used it for like a week. And then my wife finally was like, no, because it's just too dim. You can't see. Yeah. So I, I set it up for him in the garage. So I said, you can't sleep in here <laughs> because it's too drafty. You're going to be sick all the time. But. If you want to come in here and play video games, go right ahead. Now he's like, well, the internet doesn't work that great. I'm like, listen, compromises <laughs> have to be made, bro. Okay? You got your own space. There's even a fridge in here. Like, because I have a fridge in the garage. Because I'm big time. That's, that's when you know you're doing middle class right. <laughs> and you had a fridge in the garage. You sit there and go, what's that smell? You go, and then he has a little bonfire in the middle of the, right. in the, middle of the garage playing well, games. Well, he asked me, he goes, if it's the weekend, Dad, and like, to get cool air, can I open the garage door while I play? And I go, yeah. You ain't gonna be able to see that ghetto ass screen, but yeah. you can do that if you want. I go. He goes. Well, I don't want. I don't know if you'd freak out. People know we have a TV. I'm like, no one wants this TV. 
trust me. It's so old. People would break in, look it in, then break out. <laughs> it was funny because my wife was like, this is a top of the line TV in its day. I go, yep. She yeah. goes, how much would this TV cost? I'm like, probably like eight grand. Yeah. Those things were and expensive. she's like, what? And I'm like, I mean, this is all they had back then. Yeah. Randy. You can't, you can't. You, you can't judge old technology based on new technology. Go, ill. Yeah. I hate when people do that. Like, so many people do that with video games. They're like, why would anyone play a Super Nintendo? It's like, because it was 1992, <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, what is wrong with well, you? Well, I, I, I had a, I had a, when I went to uh, Pierce, so this was, I think, 91. Um, I made friends with this one kid and, I knew he had money, but I, I didn't know exactly how much. But then he was like, um, he was like, uh, uh, we were hanging out. And then I go, oh, shit, my class is canceled. So I had no class for the rest of the day. And he goes, and he was like, oh, well, he goes, do you want to, he goes, you want to come over to my place? He goes, we can watch that movie. He was talking to me about the Kentucky Fried movie. And, um, and I was like, yeah, okay. So we go driving and I'm like, where do you live? He goes, oh, on, uh, um, on Ventura. And I was like going, oh, okay. No, he lived on the south side of Ventura. Now, if you know Ventura Boulevard in LA, if you live on the south side of Ventura, that's them hills. And that's when you got money. Yeah. And we drove up and it was like, I looked and it was like the house, like width-wise looks small, but that thing went up like three floors. Like we went into his house and he's like, yeah, I'll go up to the living room. And then we like went up a set of stairs to his his living room. And he had one of them projector ass TVs. And I was like, I remember back in the day going, oh shit, he's got one of these. And Those I, were the shit back in the day. Oh fuck yeah, dude. And then we were watching movies. I thought I was like, going, oh, this is it. But that room that he had it in was kind of dark. So yeah. it was like. That's the thing. And I honestly, I think because it is so old now, I think it's a little dimmer than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but it, but in the garage, it's perfect. You just turn the garage light off, and and you can see it just fine. And for those I had to of you that the those... settings though, because it was stuck on surround. He's like, I can't hear most things. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change it. Um, and for those of you that aren't exactly, sh- you know, are like going, what What do you mean, like dark? It's like I mean, like out in the middle of the woods with no yeah. light. That kind of dark it has to be. That's how um, it has to be. And uh, it, like a movie theater. Yeah, basically, it's the same technology. It's just doing it in reverse. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that's funny though. <laughs> You're going to use yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> we solved that issue. And then me in it, dinner was mostly me. We, I, I'm a very routine person. Steve knows this. So if something goes wrong, I like, I'm like, I don't know what to do now. And now <laughs> I have to like start from one, especially when it's cooking. Cause I'm not very good at it. Um, but it came out all right. I had to run to the store and get some more sausages and I cooked them the correct way. <laughs> Adam texts me. Um, we're going to have to start, um, at, uh, at eight my time, which is seven my time. And he's like, he goes, we're gonna have to start at eight my time, uh, because I fucked dinner. And I'm like, okay, you could have just masturbated like a normal person, but like, <laughs> I was like, it, it was asking for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, everything worked out. Everybody ate, you know, did the parent thing, um, which is great. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> we are now here. Yeah, now we're here. This is this is where we are now. Yeah. Um. So before we get into the show, we wanted to uh, call out um, R.I.P. to uh, Jason David Frank, the uh, 
the White Ranger. Yeah. Or the originally the Green Ranger. Um, that was fucking insane. Like, he's my age. And uh, well, they're saying it hasn't been confirmed, but it does indicate that it could be suicide. A lot of sources are saying that it could be suicide. That's which is depressing. A lot of people have been dying lately, dude. I know, like, um, like especially this weekend. Like, I've been like every time I go on to fucking deadline, someone else has died. I was like, but the the people that are dying right now, it's kind of freaking me out because they're all around my age, <laughs> and right. I'm like, I'm like, um, is something going? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm isolated at home. Like, I don't have interaction with anybody, so. Is am I gonna be okay, or do I gotta do I gotta start worrying about shit? No, a lot, a lot of it's just like people that were battling. Wasn't he? He was. He's. I could have sworn I heard stuff like he was like early, like a couple years ago that like he was battling shit, and I can't remember. But I don't know. But yeah, so uh, yeah, which and um, you know, I've had there's been people on Twitter that are saying like, oh, this was my con buddy, you know, and. They would um, they would hang out at the cons and stuff like that, and a lot of people uh, have been uh, have been pouring out basically saying that you know the that when they met him he was super nice and stuff like that and yeah he's you know. never I've never heard of him being mean to a fan he's always been a hundred percent into the uh, Power Rangers because he he was a full on martial artist as well yeah uh, he you know I don't I think most of the actors. And actresses in that show were just they weren't martial artists because most of the fighting was done with uh the japanese people that we took the show from right <laughs> you know so um th- the, the way they made power rangers was so interesting to me when i first heard about it i was like what <laughs> like, this is like crazy <laughs> yeah rest in peace to him definitely um big part of my childhood I used to love that guy um he was the he was that ranger that like when the other ones were almost dead this bitch swoop in like fucking <laughs> fucking Voltron and just kill everybody. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I hope, uh, I hope he finds peace you yeah. know, now. And, um, it's really sad. It's really sad that, that this happened to him. So, I mean, I, I watched power Rangers, but I, I only knew like some of the people of the original, particularly the pink. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, but I think and the yellow, yellow one was cute too. I don't remember the yellow. That's she's also dead. She died in a car accident in like the early two thousands. Oh jeez. On the fucking four oh five, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Um uh the uh wrestler the Iron Sheik paid tribute to him. Yeah. Yeah. R. I. P. JDF, you were you uh you the real legend, Bubba. I love you forever. Um so yeah, it's 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 pretty sad and I'm I'm you know, it's it's I know that's going to hit a lot of fans pretty hard too. So Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Um so yeah, so um I guess moving on to lighter things. Uh <laughs> huh. Um Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh did you guys settle your plans? Uh yeah, it looks like my um sister-in-law and maybe my mother-in-law are coming. Um I know my sister-in-law is coming, but I don't know if um my mother-in-law will be good to go. She's tested negative for COVID because she got COVID for the second time. Um, she did. She said it was just like a cold, like it, it wasn't a big deal. That's what I've been hearing. This new strain as it's, it's more contagious, but it's also not as, uh, yeah, it's not as bad. So just the ones that are getting hit harder, the little kids, they're getting flu and COVID at the same time. 
Yeah, I know. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. We don't know yet if she's going to make it. Uh, to the to their house, not to, not. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> to, to Thanksgiving, um, they're both coming from California. The sister in law was Lika was um, not going to make it for a while, but she was like, "You got that gas money, <laughs> so we're helping her out with that." Um, but uh, just tell it yeah, to Metro, and they don't know. They don't know we moved because my wife loves to fucking surprise people. It's one of the most annoying things about her um, because I never surprise anybody. I just tell people what's so happening. What are they? What's she going to do when they show up to the old place? <laughs> well, no, she's gonna. She'll give them the new address probably at the last minute. And they'll mm. go, what? <laughs> well, and then they'll come in and go, oh, my God, you didn't tell me. And I'll just be standing in the doorway shaking my head mm. like, no, oh, it's a big surprise. Doing this, your eyes will be rolling back so hard they'll be seeing your neck. Like, that's <laughs> For real. And then uh, it's so funny because um, so we still haven't done the pool yet. Um, you know, just haven't had the cash to get it done and stuff like that. And she goes – we need to get that pool done before Thursday. I go, oh, now we have to get the pool done. I was like, I've been saying that pool is a priority since day one. I've said the HOA is going to start complaining. Our neighbors are going to start complaining. Somebody's going to fucking complain. But now that your mother might come and you don't want to hear her give you shit, now I have to get my ass out there on the days that I'm working <laughs> and sort the pool out. I was like, whatever. I mean, but she, you know, I'll, well, I guess we can roll. No, well, fuck it. I'll talk about it later. Um, hmm. But yeah, so, but Thanksgiving seems set. Uh, what are your, you got anything going on? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go down to your cousin's house down the street? Now they don't usually, they don't use, it's all guys there, dude. And, and these are all like old school guys. So they're going other places for, oh, yeah. 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 So now I'll probably be just uh, chilling. Uh, watching planes, trains, and automobiles, and you know some of those movies, and then uh, I'm thinking, and then I'll probably pull out my uh, my artificial Christmas tree, and uh, oh, you know yeah. maybe start putting that putting that up, um, put my uh, Funko pops and stuff. We need to figure that out too, because yeah. my wife's like, I want to put the Christmas tree in the front window. So everyone can see. I'm like, who fucking can I don't want to do that because then they know we got shit in the house. <laughs> and she's like, I want everyone to see. I'm like, see what? That we're Christian? Ooh, so special. <laughs> like, come on. Put I a mean, fucking, um, put some Kwanzaa shit up. Or just to just, just switch the neighborhood up a I mean, what, bit, You what, know what I mean? What's her deal? Like, I mean, what the latest poll I read was I think like 90% or 96% of Americans celebrate Christmas. It's like. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely – well, because we've never had – we have like a bay window in the front of the house. It's the dining room, <laughs> and she wants to put the tree there because she remembers all the movies, you know, <laughs> where the tree is in the in the front window. And I go, I mean, if I don't give a fuck where you put the tree. To be completely honest with you. Yeah, it was, I was thinking that too. Like I was thinking of rearranging my living room a little bit, and then I'm like – and I'm on this set of where the Christmas tree goes because that's where my mom always put it because my mom, you know, wanted it in the window and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, you know, it, it's one of those where it's like I could just have it where my desk, you know, where my desk is. Like if I rearrange it and move, put it where my desk is, it doesn't really fucking matter, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably bust that out and, you know, complete my... uh my Funko ornaments that I was that I tried last year. 
So, um, so yeah. So with all that being said, what'd you do this week? I helped my friend move on a Thursday. Um, did you get beer and pizza? We did get pizza. Um, but I wouldn't drink beer while I'm moving. <laughs> like that, that's be fucking moving sluggish. Right that. <laughs> um, but he moved from Maricopa, which for those who don't know, is like 45 minutes away from, uh, the Phoenix metropolitan area. Um, especially when you're driving in and everybody works in Phoenix. So they all have to drive in on this two lane highway. Hmm. Um, you know, if there's an accident, you're late basically. And he's so happy to be out of that place. It was funny cause, um, they built up Maricopa and everybody was moving there cause houses were so cheap because there was nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, they started gentrifying a lot of neighborhoods in, in other the words, Phoenix area. In other words, Californians started moving in. I mean, yeah, I guess they just started <laughs> making the neighborhoods a lot nicer. And the chit when they gave the people who were in the rundown houses checks, they bought houses in Maricopa. Hmm. So now Maricopa's crime rate is just skyrocketing. Hmm. Um, it's just you know you can take people out the ghetto. Sometimes you can't take the ghetto out to people. Oh it yeah, just is what yeah. it is. Um, so he's happy to be out of there. He also lived like he lived in this neighborhood where so there's one main street that goes down Maricopa. It's actually the freeway that you use to get there <laughs> and uh, it just turns into a street. And that's where most of the shops are and all that. And then you turn into these housing developments, right? And it, you turn – I shit you not. You turn off into the housing development and you're in the suburbs for 15 minutes until you get to his house. It's this like – and there's not even many ways in or out of it. It it almost didn't feel like a real place. <laughs> like it felt like and everything is meticulously manicured. It it feels like um like the Truman show. Like it's it's fucking it just all feels fake. <laughs> you know, and none of the neighbors talk to each other. <laughs> because that's kind of an Arizona thing though. Um and it, it just sucked. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. Um and then there was this dude who was driving one of those like those spiders are like fucking go-karts or the street. They look like I always call them Batman cars. But he was driving up and down, up and down. And he kept slowing down a little bit um, to look at the like what we were doing. And at first, because it was pretty much all all the Arizona homies were there. And one of them is a girl. So I was like, she's probably checking out the girl fucking picking up boxes and shit being creepy. And then um, – she goes, he ain't checking me out. I've been in the truck all the whole time. You can't even see me. And I go, oh. And then I'm like, he's casing the joint. You see if you fucking leave tools or something. And then so he comes and he stops right in front of the house. And we were in inside the house and the door is open. And my friend Nick, the one that we're moving, he ain't no bitch. So he walks out. And he's like, something I can help you with? So we all start walking out. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no, just uh, are you moving in or moving out? The he fuck goes, does it matter? <laughs> he goes, he goes, I don't know. Which one would you like? That's what Nick said. <laughs> he goes, oh, you know, I just, uh, I just retired. So I have a lot of spare time. That's why I'm driving around. And Nick goes, cool. You can keep on driving. <laughs> and come to find out he lives across the street, two doors down. And I said, fuck that dude. He's seeing if you're going to leave this door unlocked so he can come take tools. Yeah. 
127%. I know that's what's going on. So I made sure that he remembered to lock everything because we didn't get everything on that trip. We were just there for like the heavy shit. Um, anyway, he gets to the new house. New house is fucking gorgeous. Up and downstairs. It, it's one of those ones that the downstairs, it has not too much. There's a, there's a bedroom down there. There's the kitchen. There's the dining room. And then there's like a um, a den, which he's turning into his office. And then upstairs has like a parlor and then the rest of the bedrooms. It's real fancy, swanky fucking joint. But then you go outside and all the houses around him aren't done being built. So he's basically lives in a construction zone. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck this. I said, well, this is cool. Um, but yeah, the day, the next day, bro, I was like, oh, I'm not that sore. And then I started moving around and just like every, every hour I felt 10 years older. <laughs> I was just like, fuck me. I need to get in the gym, bro. Every time I do something physical, I feel like shit. What um, you guys should have did was, um, when homie was over there, uh, you know, um, when you guys are getting ready to leave, you should walk over to that dude's place, knock on his door. When he answered, he goes, all right, so we're leaving now. If any shit is missing, we're coming for you. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny because um, they were making fun of me. So uh, G- Gabby, the girl was with us, goes, fucking Adam's so ghetto. I was like, what am I doing? I'm just fucking standing here. And she goes, as soon as Nick went outside, you were the first one to go out there and you had a knife in your fucking hand. I go, that's right. Because <laughs> you never fucking know. Because I had to like a little you know, a little knife for moving. Right. You know, and uh, everyone's like, why do you have a knife? And I'm like, because we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> and I used it like four times. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. Um, you walked wife, out, you walked out with your hand under your shirt, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, partner? Um, do you, oh God, who was it? There was, um, uh, oh, Chris Reed, Chris Reed. I, I, I saw he's the, for those of you that don't recognize the name, he was he was a black comedian most recently on um, SNL. He just left the show uh, this last season, but he did a comedy special on HBO Max, and it's, it was, it's fucking hilarious. Like it is so fucking funny. But um, he was talking about how he was he was dealing drugs for a little bit, and this dude um, would threaten him if he wasn't doing. Go, you know, am I going to have to do this? And he lift up his shirt, and in front of his pants was the handle of a gun. He goes, and it wasn't until later that he realized that was a fucking belt buckle that had a handle of a gun on it. <laughs> I've seen that belt buckle. Um, well, it's funny because when, when we went out there, and we didn't like run out there, but Nick was out there by himself, so we kind of went out there. And um, Gabby was going out too, and I said, keep your fucking ass in the house. And then she kind of just looked at me like, fuck you. But she didn't go outside. And then the guy left, whatever. And she goes... Why the fuck would you tell me to stay in the house? I'm not a bitch. And I go, what the fuck are you going to do? I'm just going to have to watch you too if shit went south. <laughs> this fucking dude was like six feet tall. I got the, it, but here comes Gabby, fucking 5'3 Filipino woman. Oh, she could probably handle herself. I mean, the Filipinos don't play. I'm going to keep it real. Um, <laughs> shout out to all my Filipino homies. But um, You come back and you're like, where the hell is she? She's like, I need a shovel and a, <laughs> and a rug. We got to roll this bitch up. <laughs> And then I, I was, um, we were moving. I don't know. Nick was just like, didn't know what to do. I'm like, have you ever moved before? And he goes, I usually hire movers. And I go, he fucking lace linen, motherfucker. <laughs> hire movers, bro. I go, listen. What, what do you have tea right there while you watch them lift them boxes? I know. And then I, I looked at my other friend because um, 
a, a few of my friends didn't show up until we got to the new house because they were working that day or whatever. So I only had two guys with me and, and Gabby. And I, I looked at my other friend and I go, what about you? He goes, I hire movers too. And I go, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You're just burning money? I said, you guys the Joker in Dark Knight? Just lighting it on fire? doesn't matter. <laughs> so I, I, I looked at everybody and I go, Gabby, you stay in the truck. Your job is to organize everything that gets brought to the truck. You don't have to leave the truck. And she's like, I can help move stuff. I'm like, you'd be more effective in the truck. (laughs) (laughs) She went, okay. (laughs) And just went to the truck. And I said, come on, one room at a time. And we were out of there, I think an hour and a half. We cleared the house. Um, Which was pretty good since half of the shit wasn't packed. Oh, wow, really? So annoying. Oh, shit. I go, "How, how long did you know you were moving? And he goes, oh, like a month. And I go, oh. Why is nothing packed? <laughs> and then my homie Ariel was there and he goes, man, when I helped Adam move, not one thing was, I thought the kids were going to be in a box. I said, you damn right. I said, and everything was marked, you organized. Sh- you should have said they were, but, but Lorena wanted them out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but it was fine. Everything went off without a hitch. Uh, well, you know, it's moving day. It's not always a hit. Like I cut myself, you know, and stupid shit like that. But right. um, beautiful house. He's, he's uh Gets it set up. He wants to throw a little thing, go over there, and I might show up. I usually don't show up to anything, so, um, <laughs> like I'll not show up to a, a TikTok I saw the other day. That was a perfect representation of me, and my friend sent it to me, where it was a chick, and she said that she was getting out of the car, kind of like, ugh, like dragging her feet, and she goes, "Now time to go to a social event because you said no to too many, and if you say no again, people will stop inviting you to things." <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and my wife, uh, she started her second job. Um, she was doing Ubering and the house demo stuff. And the house demo stuff is dried up and she didn't like it anyway. And Ubering sucks, especially yeah. with gas prices the way they are. So now she's a cashier at Walmart just on the weekends. Um, a Friday, Friday, because she works a half day on Friday. So she's going to do Friday and then um, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, my my friend goes aren't you upset that she has to work? i'm like my wife is having the time of her life like she loves working and especially working with people so she's What's she's happy about it and then um <laughs> i'm like whatever and she's happy because you make a little bit more money and stuff like that too and then the job that i currently have is not good so i'm looking around too but i i think i have something lined up um only to fans. also work at walmart Making the same amount of money. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought it was going to be an OnlyFans. I mean, that's already set up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's how I got the house. <laughs> no, uh, but I will also work at Walmart, making essentially the same money, um, but at a different store. Because I, to- I told, I told, I told Lorena, I said, I'm not. I want to work overnight. If I'm going back to Walmart, I'm working overnight. Mm. I don't want to work with people. And all the WalMarts in Arizona aren't 24 hours anymore. Ever since COVID, they stopped doing that. They all close at 11. So I just go there, stock my shelves, go home. Hmm. I want that kind of job again. I don't want people to bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, this this job I currently have is very – it's more stressful than it needs to be. Like the work itself isn't stressful. It's the people that Hmm. make it stressful. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, guys. I hate that. You know, it's – you're you're making my life – like if you have a job and, you know – I'm blessed to have a job. 
I'm not saying I'm not. And I, I give 110% while I'm there. I'm not like, fuck this job or whatever. But if you have a job that's like every day before a meeting or or, or whatever, your heart kind of skips. Like you're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? It's not healthy. Mm. <laughs> like you're going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's pretty much every time my boss wants to talk to me, I think – I think something's good. Like they wrote me up for something that wasn't my fault. Like stupid shit like that. Oh, I hate that shit. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll just get out of here. But I'm also not a dumbass. Um, and I will, since I have someone who can get me the job, I'm not applying till after black Friday. Um, cause I need to like get more acclimated with physical work again. Cause I've been sitting in a desk for a long time mm. and I don't want to get acclimated on black Friday. Oh God. No. Yeah. You'll never see me again. I'll just die. You know, because it's just Black Friday is crazy. But um, my wife's been working on it. She says it's great. They gave her a phone. Why? They give every every Walmart employee gets a phone now. So they can call them directly? <laughs> right. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't have cell service. It doesn't work outside of the store. But as soon as she gets into the store, that's how she clocks in and clocks out. It's how it's, all of her work apps are on there. And then also they have like a GPS for employees where if someone asks you – so remember how I'm always like – every time you go into the fucking store, all they do is pull their damn phone out when you ask them a question. Well, there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh. They have this special app that literally gives them step-by-step directions to exactly what you want. Turn around, take two steps. No, she says it's that (laughs) dumb. Like, (laughs) I'm like, what? And she goes, she doesn't really use it that much because, you know, she's not a dumb kid. Mm -hmm. So she'll remember where things are. (laughs) But it's like, it's connected to the inventory system. So every single thing, I said, oh, okay, so Walmart actually is doing their inventory digitally now because mm. i i mean i used to work at walmart but it was like 15 years ago right you know so they used to be all manual back then like we had the little scan guns or whatever but that was only to see if we had it in stock in the back mm. but i used to work in the back and they'd come and i'd get a clipboard and go eh, i think it's over there you know get a clipboard a protractor and a sliding rule <laughs> right <laughs> i'm walking around with that abacus trying to figure shit out but um but yeah, I, t- I told her. Um, you know, there are people out there that, right now going, protractor, advocate, what What the <laughs> fuck is a slide rule? Exactly my point. <laughs> um, and I, t- I, I probably, I'll just be happier with it. Because I, I told my wife, I go, I've been doing these office gigs for a while. And ever since COVID, um, you're even more disposable. You know, like, because it's all work from home. And it's just this like you work from home for so long you can't like if I worked from home as like a software developer or something, that's different. You know, I have a professional job, right. but I'm just pushing buttons and doing stupid shit. It's just like, fuck this. Job. I can't do this anymore. Like, leave me alone. You know? <laughs> and then this job always wants me to stay late, but they won't pay me overtime. Oh, so it's this constant every like they they want they they don't want me to work extra. What they try to do is get you to stay late and then you can you cannot come in late the next day but you can take a longer lunch at their convenience. I go, "No." And that's every week I have to have this conversation with my boss going, "I'm not going to do that." That's I work illegal. till 5:30. If I work past 5:30, you have to pay me overtime. Yeah, that's illegal. And he's like, "But no, you you can have a longer lunch. I don't want a longer lunch. I don't go anywhere for lunch. I'm just in my house." Yeah. Like every other fucking day of my life. 
Yeah, not it's to mention a waste of my not time. to mention that oh, you can take a longer lunch, but that doesn't. Well, the point I always make is, I said, so you'll give me a longer lunch. He goes, yeah. I go, cool. My family's not home at noon. Okay, so my longer lunch is me being by myself. At five thirty, though. My family is getting home. We can go eat dinner together, which we try to do every evening. You're taking that from me and then giving me more time to do nothing. I was like, it's the, the time is not always equal. <laughs> it's dependent on what's going on. Not to you mention, know, I said, not, you're not taking my fucking evening away from me. Not to mention that if I was getting overtime, then I'd be probably more inclined to actually work oh, yeah. the overtime. If you want to pay me time and a half, <laughs> no problem, boss. I'm <laughs> I'm there. But you refuse to pay me to overtime. Fuck you. I'm yeah. not, I don't care. It's I work till it literally crispy five thirty. I'm out. The only time I've ever worked a little bit over five thirty is when I'm behind because it's my fault because mm-hmm. I was slacking earlier. Then we don't always work a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Right. But um, if it's my fault, I'll work a little late, and usually until maybe fifteen minutes. Usually, know? usually, if when I had those those office jobs, the only time I ever worked a little past six or what have you was because I accidentally took a little longer on my lunch. Right, exactly. You know? It's yeah. your fault, so yeah. it's like, all right, fine. But yeah, like when I worked at Chase, if they wanted me to work late, they paid me for it. Yeah. So I no problem. You know, I remember I worked a little too much overtime when I was at Chase, <laughs> um, but. It was. It's just funny. There's a lot of little things. I'm not gonna get into it too much because I don't want to fucking complain. But um, yeah. So we're just looking for another gig, and I'm pretty sure none of them listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> so you um, get a call on Monday afternoon. <laughs> I was listening to the latest Lazy Geeks, and uh, <laughs> now nah, they're not cool enough to listen to this fucking podcast. No, of course not. Bitches, bro. Yeah. Yeah, she's very she's happy. Um, Plus, she we don't like people that there. cheat people. That that's that's, that's one of us. Right. <laughs> cheat me out my fucking time. Yeah, it, see, Cali- you California, that shit don't go down because California had one thing I liked about working in California is overtime was overtime pay was based on it was a daily thing. Yeah. So you worked eight hours a day. Anything over the eight, everywhere else is not like that. Like Arizona is weekly. You don't get to start getting paid. You don't start getting paid overtime until you go over forty hours for the week. Uh, so if you work twelve hours on Monday, but you only work like four hours the next day, you're not getting overtime pay. Yeah, that so sucks. I'm not fucking yank slick. And I noticed because we have two employees on my team that are in California. They live in California. So they're beholden to California laws and they don't do that to them. Mm. They don't play that because they can't. They yeah. can't legally do it. They can legally do it to me. Right. <laughs> and I, I tell them not fuck off with all that. And I actually told him, I'm like, I'm not going to. It's like, well, we really need you to be a team player here. And oh. it really sounded office spacey yeah. to me. And I go, well, in this instance, I'm not going to be a team player. If you need to write me up, if you need to do something, that's fine. And I think that conversation was the start of my downfall here at this place mm. because I, I'm, I'm not going to just – you're not going to push me around, bro. Yeah. I, don't, I don't work for free. Fuck off. You know, I'll go work at Walmart where I'm appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> they give you Walmart Plus free. Yeah, Lorena goes, we got Walmart Plus now. So we can like order things online. Oh, don't you from, get don't you get Paramount Plus for free with Walmart? Yeah, we do too. Yeah. 
And I go, cool, I just canceled that. <laughs> and she goes, why? And I'm like, because I don't want to pay for it. And then um, she goes, yeah, we get that Walmart Plus. It's pretty cool. And I said, yeah, if you go to a Sam's Club, you can get cheaper gas. And then um, she goes, uh, yeah, we can order stuff and not pay a delivery fee. I'm like, yeah, but you you are the delivery driver now. You're going to be at Walmart. Yeah. Just pick some shit up and pick it off. She goes, no, screw that. <laughs> like, You're there. <laughs> and then she goes, you're following me around anyway, because it just so happened that she's only worked there for two days. But those two days, I was at, I was on that side of town, and I had to go to the grocery store. So of course, I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll go see my wife or whatever. And today, I was getting food, and she goes, she goes, damn, you can't get enough of me, huh? You got to come how me at work. She says, this is just like when we used to work at Walmart, and you came here on your days off. I said, fucking lies, none of that shit happened. <laughs> 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 she's like yeah whatever and i was like i was in the neighborhood doing fucking all these house errands i have to do now because you're working which, which you should have what you should have said was like no nah, i wasn't coming here to see you i was coming here to see another chick <laughs> <laughs> for real no it's so funny um this is the last thing i'll say on this too but it was uh i so since my wife is working a second gig over the weekend i'm obviously taking on way more of the household stuff like the errands that we need to do as a family taking kids to places and stuff without without issue of course i'm going to do that um but i don't usually do it so and i don't usually go outside (laughs) or interact (laughs) with people so now and three different instances in the past two days people have gone we usually talk to your wife because uh, because I'm not playing now. So on Friday, I had the day off and um, one of the teachers of my high school, one of my high school kids um, doesn't like her. So this is Ava's teacher, my middle, technically middle child, I guess, um, doesn't like her because she's snarky, you know, mm-hmm. but she is. But she gets all her work done, and she never talks, like, during class. But if the teacher will try to, like, kind of be a dick, mm-hmm. you know, because some teachers are, and yeah. she doesn't she doesn't respond very well to that. I don't know where she got it from. But she <laughs> I, doesn't no clue. Well. No clue. Right. So, I, so she wanted to talk to my wife, who has spoken to this teacher a couple times. And I'm like, well, I got the day off. I can talk. I can talk to her. And my wife goes, Adam. <laughs> Be civilized, okay? <laughs> you don't need to be an asshole. And I go, I'm not going to be an asshole unless she gives me a reason to be. So I come in and I'm with Ava because because my wife doesn't take the kids with me. I do. I said, because I want you to tell me while she's sitting here hmm. because usually they won't. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll clam up. Everyone wants to talk shit when people aren't sitting there. Fuck all that. And, and she said too, she's like, oh, maybe Ava can wait outside. I'm like, no. If you're having a problem with Ava, she needs to know about it, and this is easier. I don't have to repeat it. And she she looked at me for a second like, you fucking asshole. I'm like, well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know? So she said that um she had an attitude problem. And I said, now she has an attitude, but how is it a problem? And she says, well, um, she talks back. I, I got one instance. And she rattled off some dumb shit. But none of it was disruptful, disrupting class. It was always times when she pulled her aside. I said, so she doesn't disrupt class. She goes, no, she's very respectful now. I'm like, okay, good. I said, so what did you say to her? And she goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you're telling me that my daughter is being disrespectful when you speak to her. But what have you said to cause her to be disrespectful? I'm trying to see if there's a tit for tat going on. And she goes, 
well, what I said isn't important. I go, <laughs> I go, you're an English teacher. You don't know how conversations work. <laughs> I said, my daughter is a, is a bit of an asshole when she needs to be. She's not mean for no reason. So what have you said to her that caused her to be upset? And she's still fumbling the bag. She doesn't want to tell me. I go, okay, hold on. I go, Ava, since you're here, um, what did she say to you when you told her? Or what did she do? She kind of – Ava went, okay, just that. The right. teenage thing, yeah. you know? Well, woman thing really. Um, <laughs> I said, when, she, when you said that to her, what caused you to say that? Because she seems to think – that you're just doing that for no reason. She goes, why would I be rude for no reason? I go, that's my point. I don't know why she's not getting that. So what are what did you say? And then the teacher tried to interrupt. I go, hold on. I'm talking to her now. You had your chance. <laughs> exactly. I did that. I was like, no, no. And then I guess the teacher told her um, the topic that she picked. I really wasn't paying attention because it was irrelevant. I was just proving a point. <laughs> um, the topic that she picked wasn't the one that the teacher wanted her to do. So she, she, my, my daughter is likes, um, mysteries. Mm. She likes true crime and shit, you know, which is a common thing to like, you know? So she was picking a, um, they had to pick a real world thing to talk about. So a lot of people were picking the generic fucking things that everybody always picks, you know? And she picked a, um, a cold case of some, some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teacher said that she didn't want her to do that because it was going to be too, um, violent. And, and then Ava told me, she's like, but it wasn't because the cases and she briefly explained it. And I go, Oh yeah, that case isn't violent. And so then I turned to the teacher. So what's the problem? And she goes, well, I don't want her to do that topic. I go, okay. Um, did you tell the children up front that they can pick whatever topic they want? And she says, yes. And I go, this is the topic she wants. Again, what's the problem? And she's just (laughs) fucking dumbfounded. Like she doesn't know what to say. And I go, listen, this sounds like a little miscommunication here. I said, but what I'm going to say is I'm not going to reprimand my child for defending herself when you're not making sense. I said, if she really does something wrong, check her. Check her hard. And I won't even care. But if she's not doing anything wrong, leave her alone. Let her get through the school day. I said, no one wants to be here. You don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. She don't want to be here. Just just, let's all get home. Okay? (laughs) And she goes, "Um, okay, well, there was nothing else. I go, cool. I shook her hand and I left. (laughs) (laughs) My wife calls me 20 minutes later. (laughs) And this fucking dumbass teacher called my wife and said, that I was um, I wasn't very cooperative, which I don't even know what that means. I don't have to cooperate with you. Fuck you. Yeah, but that that's her thing is like, no, you're supposed to be on my side. It's exactly. Like, no. So my wife said to her in the sweet way that my wife talks to um, people of authority because she respects authority, unlike her husband. <laughs> um, she goes, if my husband didn't agree with you, it's probably because you were wrong. <laughs> That was the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone's up for a rude fucking awakening. I'm handling the family business now. Okay, <laughs> Jesus, fuck these bitches, bro. Like it's just so stupid. Like just because 
she wasn't like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, get the fuck out of here. People on this side of the country are weird. <laughs> they need you to blow smoke up their ass constantly. Like, these kids are not your slaves. Like, they don't have to be nice to you. They just have to respect you, you know. But, yeah, that's my day. That was my day on Friday. <laughs> what did you get up to this week, Steve? Uh, not a damn thing, really, compared to that. <laughs> um, uh, just been honing my baking skills, uh, cup, uh, cookies and brownies, and uh, been uh, got really good on the on the brownies first try out. Um, Special brownies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so like every time you know, like you make homemade brownies, you always have that hard edge, you know, when you do that. Yeah. And I was like, going, you know, I kept thinking about it, and I'm thinking. Oh, those places probably just cut the edges off. So I just went through and cut the hard edges off of the brownies. And uh, I honestly, I think they do. Yeah, because I was thinking, there's no way you make them perfectly like that. Like, there's no, there's no absolute way to do that. And um, man, those things were good. And the cookies, yeah. the cookies came out good the first time. This this last batch that I made today, um, I got this this little bag. Um, it, they sell it for like a dollar, a dollar thirty, and it says you can make uh. 12 two inch cookies i'm like cookie nuggets like what that's that's what we're talking about here two inches yeah the so, cookies that recipes always call for are really tiny yeah so i go well if you're telling me i can make 12 cookie nuggets which i would eat four of those just to placate myself um i can just go ahead and make six larger cookies right and or it, four giant cookies ah yeah yes, uh, sir. but uh but yeah so i did um six uh medium-sized cookies and then i go well these cookies kind of did this so i played with it a little bit left them just a little bit longer and um i looked at them and i was like ah these look like they just came out of the store like i go okay so this is cool and then so those came out really good um so i was i've been kind of doing that um retooling my gen xer pod i've redone the layout to the site um i have a i recorded a special episode um coming out the day after thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and it's the last one for the year and then i'm gonna start season three in january hopefully and that one is going to be less political and topical and more about generation x the stuff like the stuff we've got the stuff that i've gone through from like because generation x is defined as 1965 to 1980 and um so i started looking at like you know, it's like, well, I can start talking about doing in-depth stuff on things that happened during that time. And I, I was looking at, it, I was like, well, 65, I could go, I can do everything from then. And then from then on, obviously. But yeah, so I just sat down and just started looking online and just started writing stuff, literally have, and just like using one topic per line, literally have easy a year on just spending 20 minutes, just kind of putting things together going, oh shit, I can do like a whole year of content on that. And, um, stuff like that so um so yeah so i did that i've been blogging more on the site so i have a lot more blogs so if you're interested you can just head up to the genxerpod.com um so i got more blogs on there too now um been backlogging them and um so i'm releasing them in a in a timely manner uh so i'm doing two to three a week uh for the remainder of the year and then when the shows come out then it'll i'll change it up a little bit uh, but yeah, so there's that. And then um, I switched back to uh, Chromecast with Google TV this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, so 
the way the way my my streaming stuff is set up in my room i have my roku and in the living room i have my apple tv for some reason on the roku in my room when i try to stream peacock it crashes it never used to do that but it crashes all the time now like after like five minutes or it just freezes and never comes back um on my apple tv for one reason one app crashes if i try to change the channel it's one of those free tv apps stir if i try to change the channel it just crashed um pluto for one reason or another has some serious lagging lagging issues so i was like is it my internet or something like that so i would change it and then i'd watch youtube or uh watch another another one and it'd be fine and then of course i just checked my speed and it's it's connected to it's hardline connected so there should be no reason for the lag um, because I thought, well, maybe it's just the channel. No, it was every channel on Pluto. So I was getting kind of annoyed and I've already been annoyed because I accidentally hit the side button on the, the Apple TV thing. And it's the speak, it's the mic that you can use to, to tell it, you know, lo- locate this. And it's on the side where usually volume buttons are on like the Roku or like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to hit. And then every time you hit it, it goes right to the search menu. So it interrupts whatever you're watching to the search menu. So I ended up going, well, fuck, man. So I ended up pulling out my uh, Chromecast with Google TV and um, set that up. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because I did a, a factory reset. So I did this factory reset on both of them, uh, downloaded it. There was only like one or two apps that, that they don't have on Google. But, you know, when you set it up, it has this little thing that says, select the apps that you want to pre-download. So it's like, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, and all this stuff. So I selected only the HBO Max and and Peacock and Pluto and something else. And then checked it, you know, and unchecked the other ones. Hit continue. Then after it updated and did the downloads of those apps and stuff like that, go on there. All the apps, all the apps that they offered you, they downloaded. And I was like, wow, okay. So I had to go through them and un- uninstall like Netflix and, and those ones there. But um, uh, the way it actually is, it's kind of cool. Getting used to it again, I was actually like, cool. It was nice. And so is the remote. The, ro- the remote feels kind of nice in the hand. Um, but it was kind of cool because um, at the bottom, they have service managed services. So you could select the services that you have. So now your welcome screen shows you content from all the services you have instead of like uh instead of just like random shit thrown up on the wall you know like amazon kind of does you know where it's like look you can get all this stuff but you don't may not have service for that um so that was kind of cool um one thing i thought was interesting so you know my particular thing with paramount plus right now yeah i'm not apps acting like fucking no 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 no. the the other thing the 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 way i've had it um i don't want to say it out loud on the show because i don't want somebody to go oh Oh, well let's fix that um so all the apps that were installed i had to log in so i had to do all the logins which i kind of hate it's like uh i really hate that part you know when you get a streaming service and you got to log into each of it the only one i didn't have to log into was paramount plus I opened it up and it automatically had my my thing on there. Nice. But I had to do everyone else. I was like, that's a little weird. Um, but they, they there's this live feature that I only thought worked with YouTube TV where 
if you go if you move toggle to the live it actually brings you up the grid of what's on like youtube tv and um nice grid and all that stuff you can actually integrate it now with pluto so i can actually scroll through and find something that i want hit that and then it'll open up the pluto app and take me there um which was kind of nice it's nicer than the actual pluto pluto's app <laughs> grid um it's a lot nicer than that so did that and when i was running plex i don't know i mean it said it had to compress the video the video quality was a little different but it actually looked better what i when i was watching it because i was watching enterprise uh mm-hmm. from my local copy and um actually came out looking kind of nicer than the one on on paramount plus um so yeah so that's kind of that's been cool um i i did find that i still had um a uh amazon fire stick but i can't find the remote for it so it was kind of useless to retry because <laughs> i'm like well this is gonna kind of suck um you but, can you can use your phone as a remote oh uh, yeah forgot about that yeah but um that's what everyone in the house does we have a remote for ours but everybody just uses their phone yeah uh, I use when I Apple TV, I use my iPhone when I was entering in stuff because it's easier to do that. And then when I was getting passwords, I can just use, you know, uh, Bitwarden when I wanted to insert it yeah, there yeah, and yeah. do that. And same thing with um, Roku because I have I had the Roku app on my iPhone, too. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I read your um, one of your blog posts, your recent ones, um, where the one the one about Nirvana being overrated? Oh yeah, yeah. And I was um I picked up that book that book the nineties that you were talking about in the um article. See, oh. I read your shit. <laughs> you know, um, it was funny because I <laughs> we've had the com- we've had I am a nineties kid. Steve is not. So while I agree with what he's saying, Nirvana has a piece of my heart. It just it always will. It's it's nostalgia. That's all it is. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so when I saw the title, I go, this motherfucker, I didn't try to start fighting. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it, was, but it wasn't, it wasn't your point of view. It was my point of view. When no, you, I know. You, just, you and I agreed I on laughing. that. <laughs> but, um, very good article, very well put, um, deep dive, uh, and got me to buy a book. <laughs> I mean, buy has quotes on it, but right. I have a book now. Um, so uh, I've actually been collecting a lot of books that I'm, I've been reading. It was so weird. Like I was, um, I should have said this in my section. I apologize. But um, I uh, I was like, I want to read more. I need to get off this fucking computer. Just watching endless YouTube videos and just wasting my time. So I was like, oh, well, I have two books that I haven't finished. Um, which is common for me, even when I was a kid, because I have a very short attention span. So I'll I'll read half a book and then kind of get bored. Not that it's a bad book. I just get bored and then start reading another book, get bored with that one, then go back to the other one. Yeah. And I, just read like that. I feel you uh, on that. I usually read multiple books at once, too. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I need to start reading again. You know, as soon as I started, re- I haven't put that fucking book. Down. I've just been reading. Like <laughs> constantly, I'm trying to finish that Ready Player Two, and then I have to finish Mistborn, which is my first book of um, Brendan Sanderson, who's a fantasy author. I really like him. Um, he's very popular. It's not controversial to like the guy, um, <laughs> but 
uh, he has a lot of books out and, um, I'm excited to kind of dive into that stuff, but I've also, I'm also going to read, I'm going to start reading, um, what was the name of that fucking book? Um, fuck how to unfuck your life or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah. one of those books that has fuck in the title because it makes it poignant or whatever. But yeah, I, I got old, I had the audio book of that. The reason I wasn't gonna read I read self help books if they're good. Like if someone has like told me to 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 read it, like someone I trust. And a friend of mine said he read it and it was pretty good, or he listened to the audio book. I've noticed that people who listen to audiobooks are fine. I'm listening to an audiobook right now. <laughs> While he's oh. reading the other two books. <laughs> well, not at the same time. But um <laughs> audiobooks i've i've i'm still trying to get into audiobooks it's difficult for me but one thing that i like them for is um when i'm in the kitchen you know what i mean like yeah. doing something where i can't hold a book that book that i'm listening to is um called if this book exists you're in the wrong universe <laughs> and it's actually really good it's it's about i don't even know what it's about it's a really weird book but it's good um anyway uh this fucking um my friend suggested that i should read the the book the unf- i don't even think it's called unfuck your life hold on hold hold the I phone think it, i think it's un- i think i know which one you're talking about it's by mark manson yeah 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 I've, um yeah i have it right here everything is fucked no wait that's his second book i have that one too no that's the subtle, that's, that's the subtle a, art that, of not giving a fuck Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. So I didn't want to read it at first because I didn't know anything about the book. By the way, by the way, the title of that second book, uh, Limp Biscuit Lurk. Just saying. Yeah. Everything is fucked. A book about hope. (laughs) I I want I got that book because the title made made me laugh. (laughs) Um, But the title of the first is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. So this isn't again. It's not a controversial thing to read this book. This book is um, a bestseller and blah, blah, blah. But it didn't catch my eye because the title just kind of – I'm not a fan of the the titles of books now. Everyone puts fuck in the title to try to like make it sound edgy. But then my friend was like, yeah, but this was the first book to do that. I go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I gave him a break on that. But then he was telling me, he's like, yeah, man, he gets in a lot of philosophy stuff like Nietzsche and fucking this and that. And like, oh, yeah, it sounded dope. So I was, I was like, I'll give that one a try. Um, and I got I got some other shit too. But uh, I'm adding the 90s to my list of books. The list keeps getting <laughs> longer and longer. Um yeah, because I have I still have that book right now. I'm going through – I'm halfway through the book and um, it's – I like the cover of it with that fucking see-through Yeah, the see-through phone. phone. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember wanting one of those when I was – Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> um, and uh, well, when I, when I, when I wrote that um, blog, I mentioned in there that the 90s for me started when I was 16, 17, and then ended when I was 26. So the 90s for me started when I started remembering things because <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 84. So I don't right. remember much of the 80s. Yeah. And uh, and but what I what I like because the author himself is a Gen X author. So he puts it through the eyes in which we remember like I remember it. And, um, you know, and, and, and he speaks about a lot of different. He basically looks at the 90s through the Mandela effect. And yeah. his concept is just basically like, you know, a lot of people said that Mandela died in prison, which 
to be honest, I think I kind of remember hearing something about that. I do too. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, but then I remember he got released from prison. So I was like, okay. And when he got released from prison, I remember being young going, isn't he dead? (laughs) But I think it's bad news travels fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was that we had no way to. To, to, to counter to challenge that yeah you know so it was kind of like oh yeah i, I don't live in africa right. i'm gonna figure it out <laughs> exactly and so it was just kind of that how we we misconceive some things going through and when he he actually talks about nirvana in the book and yeah. when i was reading that i was kind of like yeah kind of like it was like the zeitgeist it was like you know like everybody talks about oh yeah you know it's like because it was nirvana and pearl jam right around the same time yeah and uh and, and my thing was kind of like, yeah, Nirvana is a great band and it had some really good stuff in there. But what if it had been somebody else? Would we still hold on to it? But I think some of the times we hold on to it because of the fact that he's dead. And oh, yeah. I, and, and that kind of that trumps anything else. You know, so, they always they always get I mean, look at Tupac. Tupac had some great records. He has some great songs. But there are rappers that are better lyrically than Tupac. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are are like looking for my address so they can come beat me up. <laughs> They're doxing you right now. <laughs> when 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 a when someone we revere as an artist or something dies, they become this this monolith They're that can- can't be moved. It basically, they're canonized. Exactly, yeah. they're a martyr. Yeah. You know, so, and it's um, they become bigger, and their story keeps getting bigger and bigger and bi- and you know yeah. what I mean? Because like Kurt Cobain was your typical. Well, I guess he was the archetype of what you would assume a grunge artist was. He's a drug addict and right. like all fucked up and wasn't very nice sometimes and had a really mess of life. But he's only considered the archetype of grunge because of he died. And yeah. because he, he was the first the first I think he was the first grunge popular grunge song on TRL. Well, yeah, I think they were the first grunge band total. Yeah. Yeah. With that damn, um, with the song that he didn't even really like. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you made a good point in the article about um, grunge is watered down punk. That's why I liked it because I could, I could not follow punk. Yeah. I, it was such a mess. Like, and then they, it's like grunge is punk with harmony. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to listen to. Yeah. It is. You it, know, it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it has that, it has that kind of punk vibe, like fuck the system kind of shit. Right. But it doesn't sound like, someone threw a bunch of cats in the air <laughs> no offense to anyone who but i it was before my time like true punk was before my time so i when i listen to it now and even when i was a kid especially because i grew up when you grow up in the 90s you grew up with a lot of hip-hop yeah and hip-hop's all about harmony like the beats and shit and even the words well, are all hey, matching and then you try to listen and, to punk and you're like what the fuck is this both thugs <laughs> and bo- bone thugs and harmony i mean come on boom 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 i'm gonna meet him at the crossroads you feel me? exactly um <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I thought it was a your blog post was an excellent um dissection of a slice of my childhood. Uh, <laughs> and I the thing that got me like, oh I, re- I want to read that book because I've I've read things about the nineties, but they're written by people who were my age. Oh yeah. So you get that you can hear them in their voice going, Oh shit, remember this? Which is cool, you <laughs> right. know, but we're all just jerking each other off at that point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it'd be cool to read it, not from someone super old, but just like one generation before. Yeah. You know, where they're old enough to go, What the fuck is going on? Kind of like me now. 
<laughs> looking at stuff like i understand what's happening like why do you think this is cool you know this is weird so I've, i i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna read that one yeah i thought how it, long is it um that book is actually there was another book that i that um i got with him too called but if we were wrong um the book itself is i think over 300 pages like no, it's it, not that bad. No, it, it's cool too because in the way he has in the books, when he mentions something, he has the little footnotes. But sometimes the footnotes are about half the page, and he says like, "Well, the, the reason this is this way is because of blah 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 blah," which was kind of bullshit, and you know. But he he really kind of gives like in depth footnotes, which are kind of cool. That's so good though. Yeah. So which is it really puts it into perspective when you does he go like in chronological order? Or is he just talking about big, big cornerstones? He's talking about kind of talking big concepts in each yeah. per chapter and within the 90s as a as a as a construct <laughs> not, yeah basically 90 as a construct but he's going into like like um the let me grab the book right here i can kind of there it is because right now he's at uh, the right now where i'm at which is about almost halfway through he's talking about the internet and um you know the dawning of the internet and all that stuff and um it's actually uh it's pretty interesting sometimes he's a little pretentious but Overall, I kind of. I mean, he's he's a Gen Xer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, no offense. So, so I respect. <laughs> so I respect it. You know, yeah. uh, everyone around your age group, honestly, if you ask their opinion, they have a way of saying it, where it's like you're obviously an idiot. So let me explain <laughs> to you how this works. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, yeah, the chapter is called Control Alt Delete, and it's basically about um, about the internet, and then. Um, the movie was about a movie where like movies started being meta. And uh, so, yeah, it's, um, I mean, a lot, ha- a lot happened in the nineties. Yeah. A lot. And that's kind a lot of happened where, in the eighties too. In right. The 70s, but I mean, a lot happened. His cool. Con- I feel like nothing happens anymore. Yeah. Culturally. It's all kind of all washed watered down. Well, cause what he, he said something that was kind of interesting. Like when he starts the book, he goes, you know, the nineties doesn't actually start on January 1st, 1990. He goes, oh, of course he so. goes for me, Started when Nirvana released. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's the thing is, is cultural touchstones is what he was saying. Yeah. He goes, so technically for him, the 90s began, I think, when Nirvana came out and it ended when the Twin Towers fell. He goes to yeah, him, that that makes w- sense. that's the 90s. Because when the Twin Towers fell, we lost that, that everything innocence, is cool. That, yeah, that just like vibe. we're chill, everything's, yeah. you know. And uh, everybody all of a sudden was terrified. Yeah. And that, that was the next decade. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Of everyone just being scared of terrorists. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it it was it was it's a very interesting book. Um I'm working my way through it. It's um but it's it's a it's a lot of fun. And that was one of the that book itself when he was looking back on it. And I've read some of his other pop culture stuff, his his um nonfiction stuff, and I was just kind of like the book was kind of what I needed where I was like, okay, I can, this is how I can use the Gen Xer blog is talking about this through incidents and events during that portion. So that's kind of where I kind of started coming up with that and and using that as a, as a moment to, uh, to really kind of move it forward in a different direction. And, and, um, and the book itself is, is, is fun and I, I, I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's cool. <laughs> so I'm just happy. Glad I could get somebody share it with somebody to kind of. And go you know with what? It. I'm happy that you're reading because none of my other friends read. But I don't know if they know how to read. <laughs> so now I can at least talk about books with people. Oh, by the like way, I can say, "Hey, I read this. Yeah. You might like it." And yeah. and 
what Adam left out in that blog post is that this is a book from the library. So it's a physical book, like oh, yes, literally yes, yes. Yeah, I got the, the pages. Uh, I got the Kindle. I've been, <laughs> so I've been, <laughs> listen, I've been very back and forth on physical media and the Kindle. Um, I, I, I've realized that physical, a physical book is more of an emotional thing with me. It's like a comfort mm-hmm. to read a book. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> So some of the books I'm reading on the Kindle, I own physically. Like Ready Player Two, I own a physical copy of it. So what I've found myself doing is when I'm chilling in the house, like and it's the middle of the day, or I'm, I'm out on the couch, or or maybe I'm I'm going somewhere where I'm gonna have to wait a lot, I'll have the book mm. and I'll read the book. But if it's nighttime or I'm in a place that's dark, I'll have my Kindle. And then I'm just like I usually stop reading at a chapter. Yeah. So I'll just sync them. You know, I'll, I'll just whatever, move the bookmark or move where I am on the thing and I I found that while it's a bit convoluted, <laughs> it it works for me. I enjoy it. it. It's it's um I and I've also found that I prefer to read um I'm actually really excited cuz I found a th- a three book series that I haven't read yet. Um and I'm I'm failing as a as a fan of fantasy and Dungeons and Dragons, but it's a Dragonlance book series. Um, and I found the whole, all three of them at Goodwill today. Um, but they're the, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're the smaller books, the ones that you can put in your back pocket. Oh yeah. Yeah. The pocket size ones. Yeah. Those books are more enjoyable to read. I, I, I tend to buy the, the more common ones you see at like the bookstore, the little bigger paperback ones. Yeah. They look cool. They look nice on a bookshelf. But I did not realize one of my cats was in here. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like unwielding to hold when I'm like laying in bed. You yeah. know what I mean? So here. Yeah, I've been out. I've been kind of uh, getting back. I, like I've been I've been finding books that I have, and even going through because I've been cleaning out my brother's stuff now. And I've been finding some books that one I knew I had and couldn't find, and now I know why I couldn't find it because it was in my brother's room. Um, and uh, so I started pulling some books and things like that. And I was thinking, starting to think like, you know, I'm thinking of like, I have a bunch of shit on my Kindle. I, I remember on my iPad, I've shown you the list of books that I have on, yeah. my, on my iPad. But I was thinking like, I'm after reading like some of these books in physical form, I'm actually thinking maybe, you know, to start collecting physical books again, have like it's, that bookshelf. And I kind of like. I like doing that too. I like having the physical book. There's just, it's, and like I said, and probably with you, it's an emotional thing. Yeah. You own a tangible object yeah. and you've enjoyed it in some way, you know. Like I just recently bought um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. Which is my favorite um, war book. I read it in school, actually. Um, and I haven't read it since then. And I saw that there was a Netflix movie and I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not watching that movie until I read the book. The book's not that long, yeah. Um, and I want to I want to read it again because I only remember one particular part from the story when they were just sitting around and they were explaining the beans they were eating, and <laughs> for some reason that stuck with me <laughs> because it was like they were just murdering people, right, right. And they're trying to find some normalcy in this fucking hellhole of World War One. You know, it was just so weird, man. Yeah. I was like, man, this book is so good. <laughs> but um, yeah, that book kind of blew. You know, you have these those cornerstone kind of books that kind of blow your mind. Yeah. 
Um, and you're just like, whoa. And that was one of those books. But um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, especially if it's an old book and I'm rereading it, I definitely want to have like the, the physical copy so I can feel like a kid again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I've realized that, you know, um, when I move and get a new place and stuff like that, I'm going to have like a bookcase and I'm going to have, you know, just all my different books. Obviously I'm going to have my graphic novels in a different spot than, than the books. Nah, mix them up. <laughs> Don't be shamed. <laughs> but, uh, but I would have like, no, those would be in my office, the graphic novels, the, oh, nice. but, um, the books, I would have all these, you know, different kinds of books and somewhere in the middle, just for that one person, the anarchist cookbook. I just want to have that <laughs> right in there. Just so when they look at so they, they know you about that life. Exactly. You know? you know, when they look and they go, Oh my God, he's got like, you know, all these pop cultures, Lord of the Rings. Wow. He's got, Oh wow. He's got, biblical books here by like john Lindsay and stuff like that wow and anarchist cookbook okay hey you know what steven we we gotta go you know we have that thing you know so we need to we need to bail <laughs> i remember we were so i have one big bookshelf steve's seen it and it just has every book i have it's just it's all mixed well it's not completely mixed up but you know whatever right but um they were doing a thing on reddit where people were sharing their bookshelves or whatever mm-hmm. these people are massive like a whole room is all books and shit and <laughs> i like fuck it and i took a picture of my uh my bookshelf and people were clowning me <laughs> because i have um those fucking like star trek novels like a, a, a few of them and they're like wow you know i wouldn't waste my time reading such trash and blah 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 and i was like people. whatever i don't care like i don't really do social media much so i just ignored it and then fucking um, there were people that came on and goes i guarantee you you watch tv shows that are garbage oh yeah sometimes we need a little bit of garbage in our life some <laughs> dude said and i was like and then i hit back i'm like and they're not all garbage <laughs> like if you're a Star Trek fan, they're fun. They're just like watching an episode. I said, yeah. "Why am I defending myself?" Too <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! But I, I have. Uh, I just bought a few books. I have um, those ones, the ones I just talked about, and then I have. Um, I just bought the Name of the Wind, which is a book that I've been wanting to read by Patrick Rothfuss. I've heard mixed things on it, but I know a lot of my friends have read it. Then I bought the Dune. Um, which someday I'll, I'll read. <laughs> um, and I also picked up a book called The Road, which is a... Um, Didn't they make a movie on that? They did. Okay. And it's supposed to be a really good... It's basically... I don't think anyone talks in it. I think it's just the dude narrating. And it's some kind of post-apocalyptic yeah. thing. And it's supposed to be really good. And I haven't read it yet, but I found it. I, I buy most of my books at Goodwill, to be honest, unless it's a new book or Dungeons and Dragons book, um, like like the game Dungeons and Dragons. One right. one of my shelves is all those. I calculated it over the years because most of it's all fifth edition. I own like six hundred dollars worth of D and D books. Jesus, like at MSRP. I don't right. buy them at MSRP. You buy them when they're on sale, but. Like I was like Jesus, I was, I'm fucking. This is an investment at this point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They'll be worth dick. Yeah. Fucking in ten years. Uh, all right. So, I guess since we're over an hour in, we should probably hit some news stories. Um. So, the Twitter chaos continues. Uh. So. The Twitter chaos continues with the failure of FTX, which I'll get into later. Uh, Twitter is running a close second to what the hell is going on. 
On Wednesday, Elon Musk gave an ultimatum to all the remaining employees left at this company. He gave them two choices. Either commit to an extremely hardcore culture at the company that involves long hours at high intensity or leave with severance. The Verge reported, uh, the Verge reported, well, they answered him and the Twitter offices were closed until Monday. Uh, Musk gave all his employees till 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday to agree or resign. The terminations would receive the terminated would receive three months of severance pay. And as a closing time drew near, hundreds of resignations rolled in, according to the New York Times. Waves of employees decided to take the three month severance, which pushed uh, Musk on his heels. Rolling Stone reports that Musk is holding meetings with critical Twitter employees in an attempt to convince them not to leave. And he's even backing down a bit, even pulling back on the no work from home messaging. The site reports that Musk is trying to stymie the bloodletting, but bringing in by uh, by bringing in Tesla employees. But many of them, like Musk, don't know how a social media company works, and exactly how many employees opted for the severance over uh, remaining at Twitter isn't yet clear. The New York Times reported that number was in hundreds, while other early reports suggested that it could be much higher. The t- departure comes after Musk already cut fifty percent of. Twitter's uh, jobs in mass and Musk hasn't even gotten everything wrong and Musk hasn't gotten everything wrong in regards to handling Twitter. He came in big dick swinging and it doesn't seem to be working out. After the initial mass layoffs, he recalled some of them because he didn't realize just how essential some of those ones he laid off were. And uh, one thing that someone sent an email at some point real quick to an internal mail that, of course, leaked. Of course. And he said, anyone who knows how to write code, please report to, <laughs> to the 10th floor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> and one thing that someone with any real experience threatening people who have nothing left to lose, it doesn't work well. At some point, you give them a decent reason to leave. Three months allows an employee to take time off, you know, and look for something new in the new year. But someone at Twitter claimed that the people need to relax because he sent people into space. And it's like, no, he didn't. His money did, but smart people did the actual work. <laughs> um, and then, and, uh, you know, now it we... only takes money to get into space, Steve. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> And uh, and now with some of the stuff, you know, he reinstated Trump. He also reinstated Kathy Griffin. Kanye got his back, but Trump is not coming back to Twitter because he's doing the whole true social thing. Um, also, uh, what's actually coming out now because he gutted all of these, you know, compliances and regulators and stuff like that. Um, people are streaming movies on Twitter again. Um there's yeah, a, people are just breaking all the rules. Now. Yeah, give a fuck. and uh, and it doesn't look like he's going to really be doing anything in regards to that. Now, Adam and I kind of on the same page that it seems as if that he actually has no real intention of making this better. Just run it into the ground and go bankrupt. Yeah, which in when which is a dick move in regard because there's some people that are like oh fucking elon yeah he's doing this he's teaching them you know all the yeah, but a lot of people are getting sent home too yeah you know? yeah and that's the thing is it's like people are like good they shouldn't have been banning people whatever um also he he announced he mentioned too that um actually two things one shadow banning is going to be a thing 
mm-hmm. um, because if everyone he, thought it already was, but now yeah. it officially will. <laughs> but it's officially is because if you're not paying eight bucks an hour, you you might not see the the the, the, the influx of people, you know, that you would normally get. And two, if you will be banned if there is hateful speech, hateful and something else kind of speech. And now his fans are going, oh, so this isn't free speech anymore. What happened to free speech? This is, I thought this was all about free speech. And to me, I yeah, but hate speech has never been protected by the, any, any constitution. But that's the thing. Like we see, you know, when, when, you know, Kanye says stuff about Jews and people say stuff that, oh, black people need to be this and we need to kill all the liberals and we need to do this. And those right people are like, but that's free speech. It's like, no, you guys are speech. you guys are basically saying that to you free speech is hate speech and that's okay. And yeah. it's like to me it's like Like I'm I'm all for free speech, but like the actual free speech, like people are fucking weird. Like they they're like you you can't say that you want to murder a certain ethnic group. I guess this is Nazi Germany. What? <laughs> no, they could say that in Nazi Germany. That was a problem. Yeah, and it's it's just like it's just so fucking unreal to me that it's like you guys are basically saying that homophobia, racist, you know, you know, anti-Semitism for you is fine because it's free speech. It's like you guys aren't even hiding it anymore. It's it's uh, I'm telling you, and I don't give a fuck what people say. It's a byproduct of the Ameri- of, of general American culture uh, disowning education. Yeah. As a whole. It's this whole nerd you're a fucking geek you know or you ask too many questions or whatever and it's just it's this constant just you got to be some kind of tough guy all the time and never read a book yeah you know and and these people aren't equipped to understand (laughs) anything you gotta be and and there's this obsession with alpha males like we need alpha males and it's like which isn't everybody i mean keep it 100 It's, it's not everybody who's like that most people are just complacent they don't care about either way. They're just living their life and they don't fucking care, you know, but, which is fine, I guess. But, um, yeah, there is a, a lot more of that whole, no, alpha I'm saying, male bullshit no, I'm and, saying what I'm, what I mean, what I meant is, is that there's more calls for alpha males that people need, guys need to be more alpha male instead yeah, of the and beta male. The problem males. is, is the only people that latch on to that are not our beta males <laughs> right which and the whole the whole alpha beta bull is so dumb yeah because it's 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 generalizations and generalizations are dumb all the time you, they're they're just anytime you make a generalization of an entire group of people you're an idiot <laughs> or you're kidding or just trying to make a silly point or whatever but um hey they, I, I i keep it real with me i'm a 100 percent alpha pussy like <laughs> like i'll talk shit but i'll talk shit to my buddy I'll tell him what I'm talking about you. Well, it's, it's so funny because I'll, I'll listen to some of these people talk about this alpha male stuff. And I'm like, if you were the perfect, quote unquote, <laughs> alpha male of, w- of what current culture said, that alpha culture says, you would be the biggest dick <laughs> right. on the planet. Like you wouldn't be able to f- freely function in every group. You'd only be able to – you would basically just be telling everyone that they're pieces of shit all the time. Yeah. Who wants to be that way? Well, there's some. Insecure motherfuckers want to <laughs> exactly. be Exactly. And they see these ones like Alex Jones and like, you know, the Trump and they're like, yeah, Alex those – If he's the alpha male. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's an alpha male on camera. 
You know, it, yeah. it's like those. This is one thing that I, I noticed the other day. I was watching a documentary on PBS and um, it was talk. It was called um, The Hostages. And it's about the um, the hostages in Iran in the in 19 in the late 70s um, when the the when the uh, fundamentalist um, took over the U.S. embassy. And I was noticing something and it was something that somebody brought up in a movie, um, one of uh, a movie that I love called um, Argo. Ben Affleck's in it, and it has great cast, uh, Alan Arkin, John Goodman, some great people in it, um, Brian Cranston. Great movie if you, if you haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Alan Arkin says, do you think these people are like this when the camera's not on them? And I was watching some of the footage that they were showing on there, and I noticed like people kind of cheering, but their eyes kind of moved, and once they saw the camera, they become fanatical. And to me, yeah. that's what these, like, jones and alpha males the people that are talking about it that's how they are it's like they're just kind of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh wait the camera's on me i need to be like you know it's, you know i need to be this and, way and i and i firmly believe too and what a lot of people don't realize every single human being is different when there's a camera on them yeah all of us we're not all fanatical fucking wackos but like like with me i get a little bit more reserved when there's a camera on me and i don't want to talk because I feel like I'm being watched. I take my clothes off when the camera's on me. Oh, well, you know, right but now. you know, um, but that, like that might every, be that just might be my OnlyFans face coming in. <laughs> every single person is different when a camera's on them. Yeah, it's they either are more professional or they they <laughs> want to put on their best face or they try to be extra about shit. You know, it, then I looked on the roof and it was the king of the fucking jungle. The king of the fucking jungle, man. <laughs> fucking best part of almost any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about that scene i was explaining that scene to a friend of mine who's never seen the movie which makes it even funnier i go the best part of that scene is he's the reason the lion's there <laughs> it's like it's like this little slice of comedic genius you know what I mean? that movie doesn't get enough credit though. dude your ass is tenor than my face <laughs> <laughs> your name your, your, i was putting my christmas tree up like it's the middle of july (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a good point we better not have the deer when the lion's here (laughs) (laughs) you can't be talking like that (laughs) what do you do you raise you can't be yelling like that when the monkey gets here bro (laughs) yo dante is the shit (laughs) he makes that movie end of the story bro (laughs) uh all right so Somebody else who has had another bad week. (laughs) So when all those cryptocurrency ads began filling the airwaves last year, I just rolled my eyes. And it's... Oh, real quick. Before you go on, speaking of cryptocurrency, before I forget, while I was at Goodwill today, my daughter goes, hey, look. And she showed me a book that was like 99 cents. And it was all about cryptocurrency. And I go, that's about right. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not right. Because that's still about a dollar which is supposed to be what it was supposed to be worth <laughs> right but the thing is is why why can i not buy this book with my crypto you know what i mean like it's ridiculous <laughs> the book was the book was so thin too like you're creating an entire economic system and you can tell me in 120 pages <laughs> and a, a large large font double spaced you know right <laughs> Uh, it's been a libertarian proposal to move money around without government oversight. And one of the major problems with that is that there were no securities for it. Meaning, unlike banks, there is no insurance for money people owed. Now, 
If a bank collapsed, one would receive whatever money they lost up to, I believe it's $100,000. Now in crypto, we've seen this in the last year that when you lost it all, you lost fucking all of it. FTX is the latest cryptocurrency company to fall in the span of a week. This week it began when a feud FTX was accused of liquidity issues, which caused rival Binance, I think it is, uh, to sell roughly 529 million in native token. After the spat, Binance had reached a deal to take over the company. However, a week ago, that deal went to shit when Binance pulled out of the deal due to irregularities in their company. Now, let's also keep in mind that Binance isn't exactly, um, you know, cool and friendly. They're a piece of shit company, too. Uh, but this left uh, Sam Bankman Freed forced to file bankruptcy and resign as CEO of the company, a company which was valued at $32 billion just a few months ago. The filing in the federal court in Delaware on Friday includes FTX's U.S. entity, Bankman Freed's proprietary trading group, Alameda Research, and about 130 affiliate companies, according to Ars Technica. Jonna J. Ray, sounds like a Spider-Man villain. Uh, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Jonna J. Ray III took over a, as CEO. Ray is reconstructing is a reconstructing specialist who oversaw Nortel Networks and Enron's bankruptcy case. Quote, immediately, immediate, the immediate relief of Chapter 11 is appropriate to provide the FTX group the opportunity to assess its situation and develop a process to maximize recoveries for stakeholders, Ray said, adding that the company had valuable assets that can only be effectively administered in an organization joint process. On late Friday night, the crypto exchange claimed that it had been hacked after millions of dollars in digital assets went missing. They were siphoned off from FTX wallets despite the company freezing withdrawals earlier that day. The exact amount of missing money is unclear, but Coindesk puts the figure at around $600 million. And this is just mere hours after the bankruptcy filing. Jesus. FTX has been hacked. FTX apps and malware, the company posted in its official Telegram Telegram account, it urged uh, customers to avoid the FTX website and delete its apps from their phones. Following the announcement, FTX general counsel Ryan Miller said the company was moving all of its digital assets offline to mitigate damage upon observing unauthorized transactions. Conspiracy theories, or maybe not, are speculating that those <laughs> funds were moved around by someone from Sam Bankman-Fried's F- inner circle. To be honest, this wouldn't surprise me, the, mil- the missing millions are in addition to at least $1 billion worth of customer funds that vanished from FTX before the company filed for bankruptcy. According to Reuters, Bankman-Fried secretly transferred $10 billion from the crypto exchange to his trading company, Alameda Research. He reportedly disclosed the financial gap to other FTX executives on November 6th, mere days before Beyonce announced and subsequently abandoned its bid to rescue the firm. Now, we didn't secretly transfer, he told Reuters. We were confusing internal labeling and misread it. When he when asked about the missing funds, he reportedly replied, bunch of question marks. Regar, uh, rum, uh, rumors began circulating that the former CEO is on his way to Argentina. 
Now, there is no explanation as to why that became a thing, but Bankman-Fried replied that the reports that he was actually in the Bahamas, which still doesn't make sense. He reportedly lost all his money in a matter of a week, yet he does have enough money to spend in the Bahamas. The guy is barely 30 and has, and there is no reason to suggest that he didn't take the money. Cryptocurrency is the latest scheme to drain normal people out of money. Many of the richest investors pulled their money out to prevent from losing it. Earlier this year, reports of people worrying about taxes on the currency fueled speculation that much of it is going unreported, as many lost all their money in 2022, but made thousands, if not more, in 2021, and it, and it was reported income, and you need to pay taxes on that. Now, in typical greed fashion, many people wanted to get in on the get rich, uh, get rich quick scheme. This risk was bountiful and evident, yet many of these companies re- relied on celebrity endorsements like Matt Damon and Larry David and Steph Curry and many sports celebrities. Personally, I have little sympathy for them. As, as the old adage goes, if it's good too good to be true, it most likely is. Mm. So... Yeah, the the problem with crypto is you 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 had two people with crypto. You had people who were losing money and then scam artists. It seemed like as it went on, it was the only people that were making money is because they they took everyone else's money and got out fast enough. Yeah, it's been called basically a pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. There's like, and people are like, oh no, you're investing. Investing in what? You literally made up something. It has no value. <laughs> like I, someone was talking to me when I was working at Chase. They were like, it's just like the stock market. I'm like, you fuck it is. <laughs> I said, you buy stocks in Apple. There's a company behind that that's doing things, that's making a tangible product or some kind of service. If I buy crypto, what, where the fuck is it? Right. What is it doing? You know what I mean? Nothing's moving. It's not do- the only reason crypto moves is because crypto bros are moving it. And it's so weird to me, and I I will be the first to admit I've never fully grasped the concept of crypto, but I told a a buddy of mine who was trying to get into it, and I said, you know, there's two things in finances – there's many things in finances, but two things I don't understand very well. One's crypto, and one is the stock market. I will learn the stock market first. Yeah. (laughs) Because that actually exists. (laughs) So – I, I don't know, I but I, I'll tell you what, a lot of the crypto bros have been real quiet on fucking Twitter lately. Yeah. They used to be just fucking constantly bragging about this, well, bragging about that. A lot of them losing their shirt. It's funny, too, because there are some that just, those are like the the crypto, the ones that are still holding on. Because I've seen people on like social media that are like, dude, this is just the mainstream media. Crypto, is it's still valid. And I was like, going, no, it's not. Once it becomes perverted like this, it's no longer valid. It's too unstable. Yeah. It honestly seems like you're you're working with the same odds you would on the Vegas Strip. Like <laughs> it's just you never know what's going to happen. You can't project anything. And if you can't project anything, why the fuck would you do it? Yeah. Like you might get lucky. That's fine. If you want to take 500 of your fucking throwaway money and go buy some crypto, cool. But the motherfucker's dumping their whole life savings into something that's not even tangible. It's it's silly. It's just silly to me. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not an expert. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I'll tell you what, I haven't lost any money in crypto. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I've lost money in Funko Pops, though. That's bullshit. <laughs> I've lost money in D&D books. That's about it. Um, breaking news, by the way, if you're still listening to this at this point. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, Disney's having a leadership change. Um, Bob Iger, who resigned or who left the company a little uh, while a little while back, um, is returning to run Disney. Um, its current CEO, Bob Chappick, is stepping down. What is he, Michael Jordan? Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, um, well, the thing was is that since Chappick took over, Disney has been hitting has hit a slump, and there's been reports coming out over the last week that his panic. Um, result to that was raising prices at Disneyland so much that middle and lower class people can't afford to go there anymore. Bro, I, I, we were talking about that. Yeah. Me and a friend of mine too, where they're like, none of us are ever going to go to Disneyland again. It's yeah. too expensive. Um, raising the prices of um, Disney Plus, basically saying, oh, the 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 ad free version that you have now is going to be the ad version, and you have to pay more to get the ad free version. Um, also, <laughs> ridiculous stuff like. Um, no more, no more executive trips. Uh, if you can do meetings by zoom, go ahead and do that. Uh, they laid off a bunch of, a uh, bunch of people. So it's gone. Like, uh, I've been hearing a lot of people and these aren't people that just sit there and go like, we hate Disney. So these are, these are actually people that, you know, know what's going on are like, yeah, traffic has been running it into the fucking ground and they were wondering how they were going to get out of it. So bringing Iger back who keep in mind oversaw the acquisitions of marvel pixar and um and uh lucas films um yeah he's coming back and it looks like he's coming back for a two-year term um i think he's they're bringing him back to um basically kind of uh stabilize the company because well, the problem is, is is when you when you start raising prices like without any real obvious reason you know you start just raising prices on everything right um it shows that you don't have confidence in your product yeah because if the product is solid you don't have to raise prices yeah some people were saying that this is actually a good time to go like okay um we're kind of slumping a little bit what do we need to do to make things work not raise prices on everything no yeah look at you know they've been some have been saying that the marvel stuff has been not dying of course but not as not as much of a money mover in Star Wars as well as it was been before. Okay, that's fine. Let's try some different things. You know, you still have a good product and stuff like that. Not raise the fucking because the prices at Disney. I forget the figures, but they are like middle class. Does it's not a middle class place anymore? Yeah, like you have to be. You have to be with that money, money to go. And it's um. I mean, in Disney's. If, defense everyone's been raising their prices at parks and stuff like crazy but ever this since is like covid they i think they've done it twice in one year yeah they've been like getting silly yeah um but yeah like six flags um six flags is like i don't know i think it's like 80 or 90 bucks a ticket jesus which is pretty high yeah but disneyland's like 200 so like it's something stupid yeah like and the problem is is disneyland's supposed to be a family thing yeah so, I mean, I ca- and of course I have a very large family, but for me to go to Disneyland for like two days, it was going to cost like three grand. <laughs> like I was like, no, I'm never going there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. For like one ticket for a day, it's $104 um, for, let's see, prices per day per ticket. So for one day, it's $104. That's probably just a single pack. That's just probably a single day too. For two. And that's not including 
the exorbitant amount of prices that they pay they charge for food oh yeah. also um a lot of the stuff in the park costs money if you go to the like they have a a lot of the marvel stuff or the star wars stuff you have to pay to go in and participate so your ticket just gets you there because yeah. there's something that i want to do i've wanted to do where you can go now and, and you, they'll make you a lightsaber Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Make your own life. You obviously have to pay for the lightsaber. I, I don't think they should give it to you for free. But I guess the price of said plastic lightsaber is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's just not. And I've said it before: when you raise prices to a certain point, people start going, "Do I really need this?" And yeah. if it's an entertainment thing, a lot of times they just shrug their shoulders and go, "I guess I won't do that." Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, it, it tickets will range from 104 to 179 based on the day. Yeah. One day So the days so like if you go on like Wednesday it might be cheaper, but then it's like not everybody can go on the on the middle of the week. Yeah, cuz they uh the last yeah, it was October 20th and they said that um one day ticket hopper prices will now cost you 244 per day. It's silly, bro. Yeah. It's silly. Like even a family with two kids, you know the the typical American family, as they say, <laughs> um, is just exorbitant. Like you, you, you're gonna go broke. And imagine you got to get a hotel, yeah. you got to rent a car, like Jesus. And you're in California for Christ's sake, so everything else is gonna be expensive <laughs> too. Right. You know? Uh. So, last news story of the day: Elizabeth Holmes. She had a bad week too. Um. I should call this section just. People that had bad weeks. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, former CEO. She deserves her fucking bad week, though. Oh, seriously. Former CEO and founder of Theranos has been sentenced to just over 11 years in prison for defrauding the investors of her blood testing startup. And she has proven herself right. Yeah. Pretty people don't go to jail. <laughs> I, I thought that I saw the interview where she said that and I go, who, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know, right? And and usually I don't you know I'm not trying to judge especially professional people who aren't in like an Instagram thought I'm not going to judge them by the way they look but if you put a statement out like that <laughs> you're opening the door <laughs> like Pokimane probably wouldn't go to prison um, no Pokimane's not going to go to prison <laughs> if that's the rule <laughs> even if she did actually do a nip slip on her Twitch stream um, but. Uh, <laughs> She did you, had the key to the city. To did be you honest. did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear. Yeah, about that. she uh, um, she on her stream, she was in the middle of her stream. She got up to go do something, came back, and I guess did something with her outfit because when she came back, she didn't realize her top was open, and her bare breastuses were fucking... on there, and she immediately like shut off the stream, deleted the whole thing, and yeah. now is and is now worried. That poor if, fucking girl. Listen. Wait, I've, I don't watch Pokemon stream, but I, I, of course, am a citizen of the internet. <laughs> um, a denizen, as they call it. And, I am an um, alpha, red-blooded American male. <laughs> that's right. And we know who the princess of Twitch is. Okay. Right. Um, I've seen clips where she gets up to, like, move. She is so fucking care. Like, she's not one of those, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's slit. You know what I mean? Like, she she runs a business and shit. She don't need to do that shit. So, like, she, I've seen her get up and she backs out of rooms. 
and like holds her shirt. And, and I'm thinking, what world do we live in <laughs> where a woman has to exit a room this way? Right. Like, I'm like Jesus Christ, you know. So now she's bad for him, not going to lie. So now she's worried if tr- Twitch is going to dump her. But I haven't heard anything. And this the happened. The princess like, of Twitch. They're not going to. And Please. somebody because um, they know she'll go to YouTube. Yeah, and uh, they what was it? Somebody, uh, somebody actually caught the image um, and put it on Reddit, but then Reddit removed it shortly thereafter because everybody was like, <laughs> "I want to see this." <laughs> it's just a nipple, guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's um, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, to be completely honest. So anyway, back to anyway. So, enough of Pokemane's nipples. Um, <laughs> Uh, the sentence comes almost a year after Holmes was found guilty on four counts of fraud and following a months long trial. In total, Holmes was sentenced to 135 months in prison as well as three years of supervised release. This, a surrender date was set for April 27th. She will be ordered to pay restitution, though Judge Ed D- Davila said that the amount will be determined at a separate hearing. Prosecutors have asked for more than $800 million in restitution, accounting for 29 investors. But at, sen- at the sentencing hearing, Davila-, Davila said restitution would be based on the $121 million in losses to 10 investors, according to the New York Times. Ahead of her sentencing, prosecutors had pushed for a 15-year sentence, while Holmes' attorney argued she should go for no more than 18 months of house arrest. Her probate. I know, right? Uh, The audacity. I I was like going, oh my God, if she gets that, I'm going to be like, just fuck this justice system. Her probation officer has recommended nine years, (laughs) the New York Times reported. Throughout the trial, Holmes' lawyer tried to portray Theranos founder as young and inexperienced entrepreneur who hadn't intended to deceive investors or the public. During her testimony, Holmes blamed many of Theranos' problems on others at the company, including her former partner, Ramesh Sunny Balwani. Also, she also testified that Balwani was, an ab- was abusive during their romantic relationship and that he had misled her about what was happening in Theranos' labs. Balwani also, who was COO, also saw, oversaw day-to-day operations of the company at the company's lab, was found guilty on 12 counts of fraud in a separate trial earlier this year. His sentencing is scheduled for December. So, this just goes on to a little more on the backstory. Um, it's funny too because I remember way back in the day, every tech um, online site, Verge, Engadget, um, Recode, yeah, I think even Gizmodo at the time was talking about her as like, oh my god, she's going to change the face. Well, that's because of- the, the worst part about what she did is she gave people hope. Like, that's what makes her so fucking evil. Yeah. Is is that the thing that she was lying about wasn't some stupid thing that that the comic... Like, this was something that was going to, like... What was the people with a particular disorder that it was going to help? Yeah. It was diabetics, I think. Yeah, it was, like, diabetics and people with heart conditions and the, the whole process that it could just tell by a vial of your blood. It can tell it's you... to save lives yeah. and all kinds of shit. The woman deserves way more than 11 years. I'm going to keep it real. Yeah. Um, she got off light. And um, if you guys have ever, there was, um, uh, and I remember seeing that and then saw, slowly started seeing the the holes being poked in her stories and stuff like that. And then the downfall. 
And then there was there's a podcast series. It's still up. Um, that was released a couple of years ago, and I think they actually did an episode. Oh yeah, I forgot to listen to that. The Dropout. It's called the yeah. Dropout, and um, I think it was done by ABC News. And they did a uh, they did a a follow up when she went to trial. Um, really good series. They adapted it into a Hulu miniseries um, with uh, Amanda Zidfried, who did an amazing job. Amanda, is, it, is that the chick from Mean, mean Girls? Girls? Yeah. She did. I don't. I don't mean. I, it's. I almost feel bad whenever I hear her name. That that's what I remember. <laughs> that's what but most people. It's just because I love the movie Mean Girls is one of my guilty pleasure movies. But she is an amazing actress. Yeah, and she did. And and for context, Ted too for other people. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she was in some other shit too. But but, uh, but no, she was she was really really good in that series. I watched that mini series on. Um, and uh, she did an amazing job. The way she encapsulated her um, and the voice, the way she triggered to change her voice. I need to and, watch um, that. It's a, listen to that. Yeah. And the dropout. And if you if you don't like listening to podcasts, watch the Hulu series um, of the same name. Um, and uh, it's it, they're both really, really good. Um, well, the Hulu series. She didn't just do the voice for the dropout. She she was in the Hulu series, right? No, she didn't do the voice in the drop. No, they use in the in the, the t, in the podcast. It was just you know it's basically like a regular podcast. You know they used okay. archival um, audio, but in the dropout, Amanda Zidfried did it in the Hulu show. And yeah, I found it just. I'm gonna yeah, add it to my. Uh, yeah, she she did such an amazing. Yeah, she job. has that uh that dead inside stare that the yeah. fucking the chick had. Yeah, and that chick looked like a sociopath. You notice she didn't really blink much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's always the tell. That's the tell. By the way, fellas, pay attention. That's the tell when you're at the bars too. You're looking at these girls. If they don't blink that, like their face doesn't move much, that's a chick that's going to key your car. <laughs> if you get off light, right, right. <laughs> Be careful. All right. Also, one of my favorite actors, Sam Waterston, was in the um, in that, and I love that dude. He's from Law and Order. Yeah. Um, I love that dude. But um, but yeah, episode. I need to watch this. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good show. Um, but That's yeah, how big it was though because that show came out not too long after that happened. Yeah, and it was it was um yeah. So I I when you watch it and you kind of just see how far when you're like going fuck like it was basically her thing was, you know, uh, fake it until you make it. Like that was the whole strategy, which I respect. I respect that that kind of hustle, but not the way she was. She was faking a little too much. Yeah, like she was basically, "Hey, you won't die with yeah. this new technology I've made up." Yeah, like that. She was diabolical. I even like. I remember reading like I read it in the paper, and she was just in the fucking paper. And um, every time I read an article about, her, I just go, <laughs> "Like Jesus!" And a lot of people, a lot of people said that w- what she did actually hurt female entrepreneurs. Like she went around campuses, you know, talking about like, oh, you know, in female it empowerment, and it shouldn't hurt female entrepreneurs because you should people should be able to separate this one person from the rest of feminine humanity. But it, it did, yeah, it definitely will. It will stain the cultural um, look. Yeah, like males can do it all the time. Like you know, men can do whatever they want. Yeah, and they're like, just go getters. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is when you when you are. When you have a group, and it happens with the black community a lot, Hispanics as well. When you have a group that historically has been looked at as shit, yeah. maybe not so now, but a little bit of that is still left. As soon as they fuck up, it's like, see, yeah. like you see that, like you'll see a. I saw on the 
there was a news article on Reddit and it was, um, it was a Hispanic dude who, um, had some tats on his face or whatever. I think he was like MS 13 and, um, he did a violent crime or whatever. And a bunch of the comments, these Hispanics come, these Hispanic, these Hispanic, it's like, dude, but when, if it's a white dude on there with tattoos all over his face and it's all, that guy, I, I don't claim him. That's <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. If it's, if it's a white guy with tattoos, it's Post Malone. Like that's, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Post, but we all love Post Malone. Yeah, we all love Post Malone. He's the saint. I love Post Malone, bro. <laughs> he's, a, he's the D&D guy, right? He's a D&D guy, right? D&D, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I love him. Dude, I, that's, I didn't you know, like that dude when I first <laughs> saw him. I, I, his music I'm off and, on, off and on about. Yeah. But when I first saw him, he came out his house. And this is when I love the dude. The dude's a millionaire. Uh. And he comes out his house and, like, he looked homeless, bro. <laughs> I was like, is this dude okay? And then um, the moment I, t- I said, you know what? I'm wrong about this dude. He And, you know, speaking of Nirvana, <laughs> randomly, it was COVID, right? And mm-hmm. this was, like, height of COVID. Everybody was in the house. Even in Arizona, we were all in the house. And um, he just randomly goes, hey, I'm just feeling some Nirvana. I'm going to do – I'm going to cover this entire Nirvana album on Twitch for free, whole <laughs> concert. And he was he was wearing a dress, which is a callback to when Kurt Cobain wore a dress right. on stage. And it was an amazing concert. It was just him. Yeah. But he did the music, the mixes. He saw. I was like, "Oh, this dude's on another level, bro." I re- like, this dude, dude is cool. Like, I yeah, I'm kind of on and off on his music, but him as a person, I remember. I remember hearing some stuff of like, you know, just him popping in and like, oh, because I started hearing like, oh yeah, he was he was doing these. Um, he would join this one group, Magic, that was playing Magic the Gathering, and then they ended up, yeah bringing him on their like live stream and they didn't even pay it. He didn't, he didn't even ask to pay. He just he wanted, loves magic. He, he just wanted to, to, to do that shit. And, um, I saw him on a live stream <laughs> once he was just talking to people and then he was showing people around his room that he was in and he goes, Oh look, man, these are my, I think he was high. And he goes, Look, these are my some of my Magic the Gathering car- gang of fucking car all organized. <laughs> I was like, what? He's one of those dudes. He is, he is he, him as a person kind of showed me don't the, the don't judge a book by its cover because there's been like three instances where i go get the fuck out like when i see him do something <laughs> like i remember i saw him on the red carpet or whatever and i'm like this dude's a clown and then i saw him doing the kirk will be like okay a little doing something a little different and then when i saw that he was going to play dnd i was like he probably don't even know how to play dnd played it like like he was an old expert i saw him play magic i'm like Get this motherfucker out of I here. Want, I want him and Henry Cavill to ha- um, have a D&D game. <laughs> Bro. You know who plays D&D a lot? Vin Diesel, too. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, still not a big fan of his, but, you know. Um, hey, but uh, it's about family. It's, <laughs> it's about family. <laughs> um, I remember watching a video where he's performing at, a, at his concert, and he gets a pair of panties thrown at his head, and he, he, he took them off, and then he looked at them, and, like, he like stopped singing and like he looked like a 13 year old would look like holy shit i got a pair of pants like he had that He's look loud and i started rolling and, and somebody had retweeted it and going like aren't we all kind of like this at some point and i was like i was like okay He's 
<laughs> I, I forget who it was. It was some hip hop artist. It was a big one too. And he goes, he go, he said something to the effect of, if Post Malone is in a room, he is now the leader of said room, even if he's not trying to be. Like, and he's a white dude, yeah, right. And he. He was telling a story about um, – and this was like – I forget who it was, but it was like a hardcore used-to-sell-drugs kind of rapper. Hmm. you know. And he goes, nah, Post's my boy. He's got all the respect in the streets. He's, he's fucking super sweet. You know, everybody loves Post Malone, bro. <laughs> like, I felt bad not liking him for a moment. <laughs> you feel kind of guilty. <laughs> I felt like I was being disrespectful. Like you're like going, God, why was I such a dick? Like I don't understand. I'm such an asshole, you know? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Love Post Malone. Uh, all right. So that brings us to our douchebags of the week. Um, I, I was thinking like we should recall this to like um this week's dick, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine comes from uh, the Daily Beast, and when in doubt, just blame Alex Jones. So mm-hmm. an Oath Keepers leader took the stand in her own defense on Wednesday, doing her best to come across as a hapless army soldier turned conspiracy theorist who was radicalized by consuming too much fringe media before joining the January 6th Capitol riot last year. One potential problem, Alex, uh, Alex, uh, Jessica Watkins seemed to undercut her own story of de-radicalization before her testimony was through by, uh, through by indicating that she had unfounded suspicions about the 2020 election. I feel like I was gullible, Watkins, a 38-year-old trans veteran, told D.C. federal jurors on Wednesday. I got a steady diet of Infowars and Alex Jones. That's how I found found the Oath Keepers in the first place. I probably watch five or six hours a day. Watkins surprised the court on Wednesday morning by announcing her plans to testify in the sedition conspiracy trial that represents the most significant attempt yet to hold extremists to account for their unprecedented attack on democracy. Watkins is among five Oath Keepers, including founder uh, Stuart Rhodes, who are accused of spending months planning, quote-unquote, an armed rebellion in an attempt to stop the certification of President Joe Biden's 2020 election win. Watkins, Rose, and Rhodes and their alleged co-conspirators, Kelly Meggs, the leader of the Florida Oath Keepers chapter, chapter, Thomas Caldwell, a retired Navy intelligence officer, and member Kenneth Harrelson had pleaded not guilty to sedition conspiracy, to seditious conspiracy. That's a tongue twister. The uh, unusual Civil War era charge could land each of them 20 years in prison. After Rhodes and Caldwell took the stand in their own defense uh, and tried to downplay the Oath Keeper's role in the insurrection, Watkins described a downward spiral into consp- um, several conspiracy theories around the 2020 election. While she insisted that she did not want to stop Biden's inauguration nor the election certification, she did admit that she once believed the Biden administration was poised to enlist the United Nations to force citizens to receive the COVID vaccine. She gleaned the bogus conspiracy theory, she said, from Jones's Infowars. Eventually, she claimed she formed an in Ohio militia to, and took up the Oath Keeper's mantle in dubious bids to protect the country. 
I did believe the election was stolen, Watkins said on Wednesday. I still have a lot of questions about the 2020 election. I just, I don't want to say I don't. Defense lawyer, uh, defense attorneys for the Oath Keepers say the group never meant to subvert democracy, but they, but were waiting for Donald Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act, which they claim would have allowed them to use power to support him. But Watkins admitted Wednesday that she never believed that Trump was going to do it. The veteran, however, also said that she did not have any plans to set foot inside the Capitol. But once she got in the building, she said she got swept up in the excitement after the crowd started to chant, Oath Keepers are here, as they walked in formation up the stairs. Yeah, it's not her fault. No, it's, it's, you don't understand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what people don't get, you know. It was a cool moment. It, it, it was a cool moment, Watkins said, bizarrely comparing the momentum of everybody moving toward the door in a violent assault that disrupted Congress uh, to a Black Friday rush to get into a department store. I like that. The, the, see, see the, the journalist is just, just he's talking shit. I like when journalists can just expertly talk shit. And you'll almost miss it. <laughs> oh, like he's calling her a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, you know, comparing, you know, oh, the insurrection at co- insurrection to a Black Friday sale. You know, everyone was excited to see us. It just felt like really American. Now, there's no vi- there was no really violence American? at all. American? Yeah. Feels like really American. In reality, four people <sighs> died in the MAGA mob, which forced dozens of elected officials into hiding for hours. In the weeks after the insurrection, at least three police officers who had fought against those trying to breach the building also died, including Officer Brian um, Sicknick, who was attacked by a rioter. Uh, Watkins tried to argue that when she entered the Capitol, she believed that the electoral certification was already over and, mm. she, and claimed that she did not witness all the crazy stuff that had come to define the riot. On the stand Wednesday, however, she acknowledged that several people were hurt during the chaos and apologized to a police officer who, who she said was on the other side of that line trying to protect the Capitol for my dumbass, essentially. I was just another idiot running around, she said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you should also <laughs> face the consequences. Yeah. For what you did. I still love that. It's just everybody was cheering. It felt really American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really American storming the capital of America. I think the last time anything similar happened like that was when the Confederacy did it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Felt really American. How dare you? That was honestly, you know, not to sound like a a fucking true patriot over here, but nothing more un-American than what happened on January 6th. Let's keep it 100. Right. Come on. <laughs> there were better ways to go about that. Like walking around, they were looking for fucking, um, who were they? They were looking for AOC and they were looking for Pelosi. Yeah. And they had fucking zip ties with them. I guess they were never used, but they had them. The intent was there. <laughs> and you saw the pictures when they were in the fucking, um, when they made it into the main room, I forget what it's called. Oh, the rotunda. Um, yeah, and um, they're all fucking proud. Like one dude had one foot on the. I'm like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, dude! You look like a clown. Go back to fucking whatever dumbass job you work if you have one. <laughs> so silly to me. Anyway, speaking hey. of fucking silly, <laughs> silly. I just put Carrie late, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I live in nothing. There's nothing else to say. It's just Carrie Lake. That's a douchebag. I live in Arizona. <laughs> and while I know Arizona is the butt of a lot of jokes, 
West Coast Florida, as they <laughs> like to say. It has – it's not as – obviously when you live here, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's kind of how like California gets a super bad rap outside of California. Mm. But it's – you're there. It's not that bad. <laughs> like every, the people are fine. Anyway, Carrie Lake is not one of those things. It isn't that bad. <laughs> there's Republicans and then there's these fucking wackos. And, and I'm – I honestly think these alt-right people should form their own party like the Tea Party did because yeah. then no one would care. <laughs> right. But it's it's just like she she thought she was going to win. She made a really strange statement when they were counting – I think it was right before they were counting the ballots or when they were counting it. Where she told that the the media in Arizona better basically be on their toes because she was coming for them, and I'm like, you were one of the most you were the one the most popular news anchors in America or in Arizona for years. Now you're coming for them, right? You were them, <laughs> fucking turncoat. <laughs> then, um. She she loses and she didn't lose by much, which is concerning. <laughs> yeah, um, which is a whole nother thing right there, you know. Right, but she did lose. She lost by like a percentage, bro. But she lost. Fuck it, you know. We've all seen Fast and the Furious. We understand <laughs> how this works. But of course, she denies it. But the funny thing is, is she's you know I'm not accepting this. Literally, no one is listening to her. <laughs> no one in government. Republicans are telling her fuck off. Like no one can. Now she's just the crazy bag lady who won't shut the fuck up. I'm sure there's some people that are like, no, she actually did win. And my biggest problem with nowadays is not not the alt right. It's not Republicans, whatever. My biggest problem is this inability to accept defeat. And I have a suspicion it's from all that weird you can be anything you want to be parenting that was going on in the 90s. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, sometime you win some, you lose some, okay? Some of these motherfuckers ain't seen Friday, okay? You win some and you lose some, but you live to fight another day. If you lose and you stand there on national television and say, I will not accept this, you look like a clown and you're embarrassing anyone that followed you, whether they know it or not. And that's what she's doing. She's not only embarrassing, you know, whoever would vote for her, but she's embarrassing the state as a whole, which shows that she does not care about Arizona, which is a very alt-right thing anyway. Right. She doesn't actually care about the people that she wants. She just wants power. She wants to tell people what to do. And, you know, the abortion scary and, you know, Mexicans, basically, <laughs> all, the, all the typical things that Republicans talk about in this state. Um which I always find funny when there's like a, a super diehard like Mexican Republican and I go, I mean, they're not going to pick you, bro. Like they're talking shit when you're not in the room. Like it's it's crazy out here when it's like that. Democrats in Arizona, um, I actually like Democratic Party in Arizona is a little bit more on the moderate side, as you would expect from a, a state that used to be very firmly red. Um, a lot of a lot of projections are not saying that we're purple quite yet because we have we have a blue um, 
we have a blue. I said fucking talking colors sounds so stupid. We have a <laughs> a democratic governor now, but everything else is still Republican. Like our our Supreme Court and everything like that. Um, but now that we have her. I think the Republicans kind of shot themselves in the foot here because they made it in Arizona where the governor can be like, I don't like that and just stop it. Yeah. So it was something that dumbass Ducey was doing all the time to even Republicans, like just because he had his own little agenda and he just, I think he just insisted on making sure people knew he was an idiot because <laughs> he, he won. He did that. Yeah. Um. So now he's gone. So now if, the alt-right or anybody gains footing and they're like, well, we want to change this law. She's going to go fuck off. And she's not as moderate. She feels she, she was uh, attorney general, I think in Arizona. Yeah. Something um, like that. But she, um, she's very, she's got some pretty liberal views, man. Even if she was in California, they're pretty liberal. She wants to, uh, forgive a lot of, um, student debt. She also is a believer, and she should be because this studies have all countless studies have shown that this is this is a way to stem off poverty for countless uh, lower income homes. But you give a tax credit when for children when someone has children. Now, of course, I have a vested interest in getting free money from the government <laughs> because I have children. However, I've looked at the studies, and if you give the majority, there will always be. A small percentage of people that just act like an idiot. But if you give most struggling families who are just honest, hardworking people just trying to put food on the table, you give them just a little bit to help them out, it goes a long fucking way. Let me tell you. Because Arizona during COVID was doing that. And COVID really wasn't affecting our jobs, but we were poor <laughs> anyway yeah. before before covid and they're like oh because of covid you're gonna get a thousand dollars for food stamps because you have kids it was it's amazing how just the mental health effects of that and you just have a little bit more breathing room and you can catch up on some bills and you can do stuff like that and this and that you know and it's it's uh it's great you know it's great to have some you know a lot of a lot of republicans are like oh you know you need a bootstraps whatever the fuck they say it's like you know what I'm putting money into this fucking government that tells me what to do every moment of my life. The least they can do yeah. is help me out every once in a while. You know, it's it, it and I, I've I, I think it's weird when you have like Republicans I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep libertarians out of the they're on a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> they wanna be left completely alone. Even the libertarians look at MAGA and go, Whoa, you guys are a little nuts. Are right. <laughs> Because it's so funny to me because you have these, these alt-right, you have the MAGA people, whatever we're calling them this week. And um, they're like, you know, oh, we want small government, small government. No, you don't. Not anymore. Yeah. You want big, big government, but you want it to be yours. You know, you want it to be – and, and if, you, if you really lay out the, the current Republican Party, it's – well, we'll just say MAGA because the other ones are just so complacent. They, they're irrelevant. Um, yeah, you have big government from, from Democrats. It's always been that way. Um, but now we have big government from the Republican side too, but they want to be that big brother type shit Yeah, where you can't do this. You can't do that. I love how it's, um, my body, my choice when it comes to a vaccine, but abortion, no, yeah, absolutely not. You know, it's, and I, like I've always said, I personally, for me, 
and my wife, we do not believe in abortion. But I also, more importantly, don't believe in imposing my view, you, viewpoints on, on very personal matters onto other people. It's just so silly to me how we how we sit here and, and the Republicans are still trying to tell us – I'm talking specifically about my state um, – that they're like, oh, we're here for you. We want to help you. No, you don't. You don't want anything to do with us. Yeah, We're just money batteries. You know what I mean? So, and and I'm happy that we're getting a little bit more Democrats in too, especially now with this drought. Things getting serious. Arizona's been making some pretty good choices, but I know some of the Republicans in the state wanted to. No, no, no. We need less restrictions. I'll fuck off <laughs> because then we're going to be Utah and we're going to be fucking up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no one wants to be Utah. Right. Even Utah ever. doesn't want to be Utah. <laughs> That's right. I'm not even going to apologize for that line because if I'm ta- if you're in Utah and you're listening to this, you know I'm right. <laughs> we welcome you. You want to move over here, okay? We welcome you. But it's just I don't know. I'm I, I hope Carrie Lake fades away into obscurity, which I'm sure she will. Well, I mean she's spending um, a lot of time in Florida right now, so Yeah. She's not even in Arizona. She doesn't care. She's sucking Trump's dick. Good for him. <laughs> she's not too bad looking, you know? Whatever. But it's like I guess Trump's, uh, Trump said he's going to run in 2024. I mean, will mm. he win? I don't know. You know I what think I it's, hope? I think he has less of a chance than he did um, when he was going up against Biden personally. I really, really hope that Trump doesn't make it through the primary process, breaks off and runs as a third-party candidate, which he said he would. Then the, the I'm telling then, you, then, then the Demo- will have its own party. Yeah, and then and then the Democrats will win because all you have to do is split the vote that way. The same thing that happened um, when he won because the Democrats fucked up and they split their vote. Yeah, yeah, because they went ahead and gave Hillary instead of, and everybody wanted Bernie, so that split it up and people didn't vote. The same thing also happened with um, Clinton, uh, Bill, because yeah. uh, Perot, Ross Perot. Win as a third party candidate because the Republicans said you're too loony. And, um, you know, that- when I was a kid, I liked Ross Perot. <laughs> I didn't know anything about politics, but I was a little kid, but he was just funny. Yeah, I loved when Dana Carvey used to do, <laughs> used <laughs> so, to do his. That's probably who I remember, actually. <laughs> probably. Most of the times when we remember presidents and them doing silly stuff, it's usually because we remember who was SNL, <laughs> who did it on SNL. Um, Oh, like, that who did who did Trump again? It was famous dude. Did Trump. Alec Alec Baldwin did so it so fucking good. They did it. They um last week's episode, not the one that not the weekend before because I think they were off that weekend. But the week before, when Dave Chappelle hosted, they did a cold open after the midterms, and they had the Fox and Friends people on, uh, or the supposed to be Fox and Friends, and they were basically saying, you know, how they were not um, backing Trump, and they got an edict that they're not supposed to talk to Trump, but Trump calls in. And the guy who's playing Trump, I don't know exactly who he is. He looks familiar, but the voice and the mannerisms was on fucking yeah. point. And they're like, going, okay. And then he's like, and then they like try to cut him off. And he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not done yet. And then they hang up on him. And then also one of the guys, like, he's calling me on my phone. <laughs> and it's like, one of the other goes, he's calling me on my phone now. Like, <laughs> so I, um, I love it. I, I just I love I love I, I feel like um and Trump hated it hated Alec Baldwin try to get it stopped and all that I think parody is incredibly important for 
cultural mental health. Yeah. Like even even if it's someone you like, just seeing someone pretend to be someone and be silly adds a bit of like I don't know, like it's it calm the fuck down kind of attitude. It's a little know? a little humility. Yeah, yeah, humility. My, my favorite was um Anna Gastar when she used to do uh Celine Dion. I am the greatest singer in all the world. And they asked Celine Dion and she's like, oh my God, she's amazing. Like she goes, I love her. <laughs> yeah, because Celine Dion's a real one, bro. Like yeah. who cares if someone's <laughs> taking the piss out of you a little bit, you know? Yeah. If you complain about that, it just shows that you're you're kind of a pussy dude. Like yeah. calm down. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. read I read some articles about like, you know, how people reacted to their impersonations. And um I think you know, Biden thinks it's funny too. Yeah, Biden. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, that he thought it was funny. Um, Hillary thought hers were funny. Um, Sarah Palin didn't like hers all that much. Um, there's there's this type that doesn't <laughs> like stuff. You know, uh, I heard Elon Musk doesn't like doesn't like his parodies. <laughs> I think Max, all fucking eight thousand of them. Uh, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We have no ads so we can be editorially independent and we can only do that with your support. So if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network self-sustaining, you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on that donate button. If you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your friends, rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Never trust somebody who says, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) And you can check out all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, The Away Team, which is our Star Trek-centric podcast. We recap each episode of Trek in canonical order with a bit of a twist. And you can find it pretty much wherever you found this one. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at The Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking, so you don't have to. <laughs>